Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I'm your host, the Outlaw Ellie Reg. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey 75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show 75. That was fun. We haven't done that in a while with the actual intro on the video podcast and everything. Did that work? Oh, I still have you muted, Byron. I'll leave it that way. Hey, how's it going, Jimmy V? Good. Uh, looks like it worked from my end, so that works. I don't know. I Chat room, you'll have to tell us how that works, work. that little intro deal, because I got some other fun little video and, and, and picture clips I want to play for you guys today. Ooh. Ooh. Who are I you guys? Why are you here? Why are you wearing scarves? Is it cold in here? I mean, yeah. like you're in we, went, we went to a much colder place. Get it? Yeah. I got it. One of you? Great. Yeah. <laughs> this is riveting. All right. Look at riveting. this. Tell For people who you are, Byron. You can own a scarf in Southern California. For all $35, it was totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. And that's I, should awesome. the, I should do the rest of the show like this. The thing is, it says, um, it says Lucha Underground. It appears to be backwards. Yeah, I should do the rest of the show like this. The thing is, it says in case um, something cool happens, you can let them know that this is awesome. Sometimes you can't yell loud enough, and you need to physically show words. Yeah, you really need uh, visuals for it. Burr, I'm in West Palm Beach, you guys. It's freezing. Not anymore, now more. I mean, it's cold in LA right now, so this is actually helping. <laughs> Which is bullshit. Oh, we didn't do intros. Yeah, that's what I said. Do your intros. Who are you people? Uh, I am the at the Jimmy V, Jim Velasco. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> he's the new Lucha Gringo. Every time he's on, I'm not, and vice versa. I mean, it's not my choice. It just happens that way. It's not intentional either. Mm. It's not people think that like you sub in for him. It's not it at all. It's like, it's just, I don't think your schedules match. You might in fact be the same person because you're never occupying the same space at the same time. We don't know that that's not true. That they're good. not the same person. They might be. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, another uh, comment in the chat room was you can find me at, at Byron Fever. Uh, all social medias. I'm sure the chat room was putting you over. That's um, that's exactly what was going on. I'm positive of that. Uh, people got super pumped. Paul Cross uh, said intro was great. Thank you, Paul. That's very nice of you to say. I think he meant the show's intro, not not yours, Byron. Uh, I think he was referring to mine. Uh, Alberto Moerto uh, said he's ready like Teddy. And I was like, wait, 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 explain say, to me what say, that means. Say the name again. Say the name again. I was, I was gonna, like, I was gonna call him out on that too. What saying words that I can read? <laughs> Alberto. No, last name, last name. Oh God. It's a good wait, thing I'm gonna read this Mass Republic drop and not you, because I don't know what you would, would do with this. You would Muerto? probably completely Muerto? I know why you guys are here. I know you guys want to talk about the Ice Temple. I know you guys want to talk about Lucha Underground Season 4. You might even want to talk about Ronda Rousey and some of the Ooh. WrestleMania stuff that's going on out there. Maybe a little bit of New Japan. But yeah. before we do that, let's just briefly mention it's over at Republic because we like to do drops for our friends every now and then. 
And uh, Mass Republic is, of course, presenting Expo Lucha. If you haven't heard of it, you probably don't listen to shows like this very often because um, I'm pretty sure everyone in the Lucha Libre world of any kind has been talking about it. Um, it's in Las Vegas. It's September th- or August 31st through September 1st. Um, and the big news this week is they've announced a new venue, which is a hell of a lot closer to the strip, which is awesome for all of you people who want to go to Sapphire or just want to gamble and hit the strip and do other things like that. Um, so it's taking place now at the Paradise Event Center at the Westgate Resort and Casino, which is awesome. Has the uh, largest sports book in all of Vegas, apparently, um, which is sounds like something to behold. Hopefully I'll go in there and win some money and parlay some bets on some fights or something that weekend. Um, There's still VIP, uh, platinum, and gold ticket holder um, stuff available. Go to expolucho.com to find out more about it. But anyway, that's for our buddies over at Mass Republic. Expo Lucha, August 31st through the 1st. Lots of uh, cool people are going to be there, too. So you got, like, uh, let me see if I can remember who who we got. Mil Mascaras, Pentagon Dark, Rey Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon, um, Conan... Bestia and Damien six 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 say say say, Mastery the Dorada, Psychosis the original Psychosis. I don't think Ooh. he goes by that name anymore though. Uh, Ray Phoenix, the original Laparca, L.A. Park. Um, yeah. Hoovy's going to be there. The Juice, uh, Taya and Mundo will be there. Solar and uh, ooh, one of my all time favorites, Super Crazy, EC Dub. Super, super crazy I'm going to be there now which is super dope that makes me uh pretty sure that i'm gonna be attending i just got to figure out you know what i'm gonna be working on and how fast i can quit it that day <laughs> always a problem in my world all right season four has yeah. begun um and there's all sorts of weird stuff to talk about you've got um talent posting all sorts of pictures this is going to be a tricky show for us because i don't want to really uh i don't want to give away too much um no spoilers yeah and i've i've got tickets uh to the next few shows um so i don't exactly want to get banned from the temple anytime soon and uh plenty of people from the temple will probably watch this at some point or another even if it's not right this second so uh i prefer not to piss them off not because I want to do any level of ass kissing, but simply because I don't want my tickets revoked. So that being said, please do not expect me to uh, drop any major spoilers. But I do want to talk about um, what this temple felt like for you guys and for me compared to the old one. I want to talk a little bit about um, seeing new faces there, though we won't necessarily talk about who those faces are. Um, I'd love to talk about uh, some of the backlash that's been out there about people who have posted spoilers. Uh, yeah. that, that blew up before we were even out of the temple. There was like this war going on on the internet about uh, what was appropriate to say and what's not. And I'm curious, especially from you guys who, who go a lot, respect the product and enjoy the product, where you guys stand on that. And honestly, that's probably as good a place to start as any before we get into some of the uh, the particulars of the, of the place. But what did you guys think of uh, the spoiler controversy about the, the stuff that got out from the temple? I think it sucks that spoilers are getting out. Um, I think that it's a different type of show and you sign NDAs and it's, it's a lack of respect and uh, for the people who give out the information and the people who post information, it's, 
it's whether it's a lack of understanding or they're hiding behind a perceived lack of understanding. Um, it's, you know, it's just, they don't get it. And that's, it's, uh, in the past, it's taken a long time for Lucha Underground to film and then go on air. And so that, that kind of helps, but this is going to be on TV in a, in a few months. So yeah, we still don't know that official date, but we're hearing it's possibly as early as May. Um, but have you been to other shows that pre-tape, like an NXT or uh, or uh, Impact? Do you yeah, sign up with those? I've been to NXT. Um, no, you don't. No, that's a that's a wrestling show that you go to that they film. It's like a miniature Raw or SmackDown. Like you go to England, or if you're in England and you go to Raw, and that's going to be a tape delay here. It's treated like the same thing. Like you just go to the show. The spoilers aren't that big of a deal. This is different though this is a tv show you're an audience you didn't pay for a ticket yeah, but it's I mean, the same the, with with tna same, right with impact that's true but the thing is with tna with tna with uh with nxt those are live events you're just attending that happen to be taping this is an actual television show that's being recorded this is almost the equivalent of being an extra as a zombie on the walking dead and then telling everyone oh this character's there that character's there this person yeah. got killed that's pretty much the same thing. Right. Well, but see now a lot of the spoilers I saw, but they didn't go that far. Like I didn't see Thankfully. any spoilers that um, were really talking specifically about anyone dying. Well, I, I, there was a little talk of that, but um, that was also put out there by a certain individual who was talent who said that they weren't appearing anymore this season. And you can go out there and find that information for yourself. Ooh, I'm going to look that up right now. But I, I can also tell you from seeing the stuff that happened there this weekend, um, you can't tell that. You cannot tell who is dying from just what happens in the ring. None of us will have a clue until we see those vignettes. Yeah, it's interesting because we all have we all had preconceived notions and, and ideas of what, how we think business was going to be handled. And then you watch the stuff. And then you still don't really know. No, you don't. And it's like, we know that there's some guys that have grumbled that maybe wanted out that probably are finding their way out, you know, that were asked to come back in and, and let Lucha Underground find a way to get them out. And we may have seen some of those things, but I honestly could not tell you concretely if we saw any of those things and that's not BS. I mean, there's things that could have been something like that, but there's no way to know without the connecting backstage pieces and without knowing for sure that they're even going to use those elements. That's, you true. know, yeah. and I think the one thing that the best thing, I guess you can say, if we can take away from all this is that the biggest thing from the spoilers is just who appeared, which a lot of the talent were doing themselves. Okay. All over so social the media. That is, that yeah. that brings me to my next question. Is that a spoiler? We knew a lot of these people were not booked other places. The writing was kind of on the wall that like, yeah, they're going to be at Lucha Underground. Then, you know, you see five talent down at the IHOP eating breakfast together. And two of them have never been in Lucha Underground before. And they're there <laughs> in warm up clothes. Like, hmm, I wonder where they're going to be this weekend. Um. It, yeah, but that's reading really into it and figuring it out. What's that, Byron? 
that's reading into it. That's figuring things out. That's, you know, that's going fishing for that sort of thing. I think the casual fan who's watching on TV or, or peruses the internet isn't going to try to dissect it that much. Okay, um, but we've also got talent posting some locker room photos of some of these people who have, have returned. Yeah, you know, I will oh. say that. I, yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, I feel that the spoilers are, are bad. I think they're a lack of respect when the fans go to the show and do that. But I, I just don't know what to say when you might have this, uh, one of the stars of the show posting spoilers on his Instagram story. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to bring up the worst thing that I saw on the Instagram story. I just can't. I think I know what it is too. It was probably had to do something with something that was during the actual taping. But uh, I think the one thing that bothered me was that I saw these posts and I was already going to one of the tapings and stuff got spoiled for me. And it was kind of unavoidable because I was just going through social media and it popped up as a picture. It's like, well, I know that person's there now. But does that really blow it for you guys? I mean, to me, that's not the same. It's not the same as match by match results. It's not the same as knowing storylines. It's not the same as knowing a character gets killed off. It's um, not. But uh, I think that if I didn't know that person or persons would were going to be there, I probably would have just marked out in like live in person. Like, oh, holy shit, yeah. this person's there now. I mean, maybe it's different for me because I had heard rumors of most of these people that did show up that they would probably show up or that they they were possibly coming. So, but it didn't stop me from popping when I actually saw them, you know, Uh, especially, especially one of them that I got, uh, actually two of them, I would say got a huge pop from me just because it was like, I don't care if I knew that you might be here seeing how they showed up and what they were doing. Um, was still super exciting and and just to see them walk into the temple I thought was great yeah. there's a there's at least one talent however I think that they could have probably done without but uh, we'll talk about that when it airs yeah, yeah we had this discussion we had this discussion offline and I have a tendency to agree or if they at least gave him some sort of a gimmick change, won't even get into that. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. It's like I feel like people coming in um, should get some gimmicks, and you know, maybe there needs to be some more some more hoods coming in, some more some more masks, um, and so. we'll talk about that in a minute too, because I definitely want to talk about Lucha what Block. the new temple uh, feels like. So, for people who uh, haven't seen this joint. Um, it's pretty much meant to look like the original temple, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they used a little bit more blue paint. The middle rope is yellow and the ropes are blue and yellow. It's very, uh, it's very old school WCW ish. And Saturday night, uh, taping. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I, I like the look of the new temple. It, has a very familiar feel, but yet feels different. Uh, yeah. There are definitely a lot of changes. Um, you probably, some of you have probably seen that article from Uprox with some of the preview uh, images. It is very similar, but like I said, very different. They changed up the flooring. They changed up the bleachers, which bleachers I think is the biggest part. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, for example, like when you used to watch a show, the high spot area used to be at least four rows 
on both sides of the floor. Now it's down to two on one side and one on the other. Um, yeah, it, it also feels a lot smaller, but I also feel that makes it a lot more intimate. I'm going yeah, to up the seating map here too so people can kind yeah. of get an idea of what we're talking about. It's interesting, um, the sitting, the bleachers, um, I was hoping after or in between seasons that when they made a new temple, if they were going to, that they would add another whole bleacher section. And now it's the opposite. It's, so this section right here, yeah. that uh, I'm just kind of circling this area in here. That's is the, the bleachers. bleachers. Yeah. That's and about the, one third. And it used to be over up. here too, but now you've got announced yeah. here. And this is off the side, and these are the steps here. So these guys are on the floor, and these guys are raised up in the bleachers. Yeah, um, and it those was people, those people opposite of the bleachers where there used to be bleachers. I feel that kind of sucks for them because now they have the stairwell, like in between, and it's completely blocking the one side for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's still a pretty good view. Plus, you get vamp and whatnot there. And then this is the office over here now, so they get all the yeah. office action. Whereas we used to get that over here on this side of the bleachers. Uh, Casey used to sit in these seats on purpose because he wanted to be right by Dario's office. Um, so, but now the office is kind of over here. So you get a lot of the action, which is good. Cause if you got cameras on uh, vamp and striker over here, anyway, you can easily just shift that camera back to film whoever's coming in and out of the office or whatever action's going on there. Um, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, the other thing I find interesting is this over here on this side, the other entrance, which used to be kind of the heel entrance, um, is not dead center anymore. Nope. It's kind of off to the side. So if people are doing big running spots out of the ring, they kind of have to cheat to this side now and go over the rope here. Yeah, Instead actually, of, of, as you bring that up, Justin, if you can just uh, highlight the area of where my group is sitting. I'd be yeah. in here. Yeah, pretty much there. Yeah. And uh, we were the first four seats in the first row towards the ramp or the entranceway. I will tell you that I've sat there before in the old temple. I have never had to get up and move so many times within a <laughs> taping as I have this past Saturday. Yeah, that's um, where all the action is now, yeah. kind of. Well, I don't know if I'd say all the action. There's a lot There's a lot that goes on over here. Yeah. These are kind of a bench seat area here, and then this is kind of like VIP up this way. Um, these people are all sitting behind uh, Vamp and Striker, so there's a lot that goes on there. This is kind of... Uh, this is raised seating, because below there is... Melissa, right? No, no, this is the floor seating that's beside floor seating the hard well. camera. Floor seating, yeah. So this so is hard took, camera. They got this rid of those gorillas back here. Uh, gorillas this back here where wheelchair stuff. is. Then this is raised, and these are all raised. Yeah. Actually, that's not raised where the colored seats are. That's actually floor as well. I don't know if you remember, but certain things happen in that area. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. floor on the other side of there now. Yeah, that's it's a, actually kind of cool because they have, uh, you know, Stuff happens over there now. <laughs> I will say that uh, in previous seasons, uh, whether it be you know talent or staff, they'd someone would kind of warn you that something was going to happen, or they'd give you some sort of like yeah. sign that okay, it's coming. Now it's kind of like every person for themselves. So if you see talent near you, 
just get ready to get up and move. I thankfully with watching the show enough, I know when certain spots are going to happen. So I was able to go like, all right, get up, get up, get up, move, 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 move yeah, to my you, group. You were definitely in the hot seat on Sunday. Yeah, that that area because it's not centered anymore, and because that area is so much smaller, it's nowhere near. I don't want to say not safe, but it's nowhere near as protected as that area used to be in the old temple. So it's a lot of dodging. It's a lot of uh, a lot well, of. Well, I like to think too that when the yeah. talent sees the familiar faces of of Lucha Click yeah. and believers that they know, they're just going to go for it a little bit faster, you know. Oh, yeah. um, we, we had some interesting stuff happen to us in the bleachers the the first night. And, you know, I had some talent a little more up in my face than, than <laughs> probably in previous years, but pretty sure they knew who I was. So it's like, oh, yeah, we can uh, we can bust this guy up a little bit. You might, I see, you're gonna you might see one of them on TV. Yeah, I, I think I had the same thing pretty much happened to me where uh, my girlfriend and I had a certain talent using us to get up. And then all of a sudden he just kept hanging out on my legs kind of i don't know how to i don't know how to make this i don't know how to explain this without making it no, sound it's, weird, totally, it's totally cool it's totally yeah. cool man whatever yeah. you know whatever you want to do yeah i would yeah, say familiarity either makes it easier or it breeds contempt i don't know it's one or the other well just, also no what they're messing with you <laughs> yeah also um i i noticed that uh, of the three days uh, at the beginning or the first two days uh, usually a wrestler, uh, not a specific person. Um, one, some of them are scarier than others when I do this, but when they look at you and they just go move or they do something like this, you get up and you run out of the way. And a lot of the new people, which is another thing to talk about mm-hmm. there, they don't pay attention. They don't take it seriously as if harm wouldn't happen to them. Yeah. They hang out. Next thing you know, like someone gets thrown onto the chairs and onto people. And it's by the third day, they stopped warning you. They yeah. just, they were just like, there were spots where like a new part of the seating is you have benches on the floor, like all everywhere. Like uh, all the race seating has a bench on the floor in front of it. And if you're there, you just have to move at any point. Like there were times when someone like the, there's two wrestlers and they're in front of you and one of them grabs the other one and then just throws them at you. And you have the hope, you know, luckily the people on the floor knew what happens and no one got yeah, hurt. But that's great. I mean, it really makes it a more, you know, visceral experience. You're really in the experience. I know it's I, awesome. I personally when, Especially when like some of the wrestlers who aren't the tiny luchadors are the ones getting thrown at you. That's when it really gets a little hairy. Yeah. There are points, and I'm sure I know you. You got you two noticed. Uh, there are points where I'm. There's so many things happening in front of me. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do because number one, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want yeah. any of my crew getting hurt. Uh, and number two, I also don't want to mess up any spots for any of the talent. Like, I don't know if I'll be standing somewhere where someone is supposed to be landing or anything like that. So it's kind of a weird situation, but at the same time, it kind of makes it fun. Well, I heard you know, the already got oh, hurt. I heard uh, the action gets a little too close to you. You have to sell. Yes. You're in the temple yeah. and you get bumped into sell, damn it. Yeah. I will say that <laughs> everything within the temple is kayfabe. So I won't say exactly what happened, but at some point uh, during Saturday's tapings, stuff fell out of the ring and, and I basically uh, s- more or less got landed on in some way. 
And you know what I did? I sold that. I told everyone I was okay, but I'm still selling. I sold, I, basically it came down on my leg and I was like selling, oh, my shin. Did you hold the fist up when you're <laughs> on the ground? Uh, no, uh, Marty came up, he ran up to me and just held my hand and I squeezed and I was good. <laughs> uh, good. But yeah, like I did a good job selling and it's funny because Vic is, Vic is literally on the other side of my row and he and I are both selling stuff like, you know, physically and like, you know, like selling all the surprises. We were, I feel like we were doing just as much as certain talent as far as trying to sell stuff. So. Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, look, there's a lot of uh, Rudos at the temple that I absolutely love, but I'm still, you know, booing them and cheering the baby faces. You know what I mean? Unless mm -hmm. it's a, a Rudo versus Rudo kind of match, which is another great thing about the temple because that can happen and they don't have to worry about it like WWE does when, you know, two bad guys get after each other. Um, so wait, Rebecca <laughs> said she was kind of scared and she was in her wheelchair there. Good gracious. Where, where'd they have you, Rebecca? Do you know where you were at? Um, uh, is that like the... Crosses, he had great seats. Where were you, Paul? I think the wheelchair area is uh, in is that it, uh, floor section that basically you get people got thrown into the other day. Yeah, by where like there's uh, one of the ladders. By Gorilla. Oh, gotcha. Back over there by Gorilla, yeah. That's a that could be a dicey spot over there too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because of the intimacy of the temple, anything on the floor is dicey, which is great. <laughs> I love this. This is I love this about this temple. I feel I feel like that aspect of being close to the ring and being part of the show because of the new yeah. setup is maybe a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And it feels to me like this uh, this temple is smaller. Uh, DJ says it's really close to the same size, but I feel like it's a good 60 to 80 people less, at least. Um, it's hard to tell, though. Um, uh, the one thing I did like, in, in addition to it, I don't know if you were going to mention, but uh, the entranceway by the stairs now looks a little bit more like an entranceway, which I thought was pretty cool. It looks like they're coming out of a freezer, hence the ice. Yeah. And, but uh, it's a really shitty door system that they yeah. have. Yeah, which I don't know if they had that problem any other days, but definitely when I was there Saturday, at some point they did have problems with the doors. I uh, really yeah, like there the, was yeah. there was problems with the doors throughout the weekend. I, I don't really want to get into um, it, but it seemed like the doors were not working at the most inopportune time. Well, I mean yeah, that's just you know, but I really like I feel like that's that's just the growing pains of a brand new set. You know, you try yeah. something out three times, uh, it works great. And then when all of a sudden in the course of a day, 30 or 40 wrestlers go through them, it doesn't work as great anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like the, Paul, um, I think, Paul, you're saying you were in section C. Um, let me see if I can bring this map up again. Yeah, so it'd be like on the bottom. Yeah, I do like the... Um, I think I was in section the entrance. Huh? So this was section C over here. And see what's the corner uh, VIP where we were. Yeah, this is all right down here. This is all at C as well. C. Oh, no, this is B. This is B. Because I, yeah, still got, I, B could, just, here. I could just so check is, my wristbands. I think you know Paul I mean? was in here. This is section. Um, I think I that's saved my wristbands to get in this weekend. <laughs> so let me let me do this. So this is OK. This is a. This yep. is section B. Mm -hmm. This is section C over here, but this is on the floor. 
The first row. Yeah. The first row is actually bench seats on the floor. And then this up here is all the, the VIP section. Then this, where we still have it highlighted over here, was on the floor, Jimmy's area. Then this is raised uh, section D. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assume that this is. That's E, I'm assuming. E, F, G, H, and I. Actually, no, I think. Uh, it only goes up to H. I think D. Is both D is that entire yeah both those areas because the other part is the floor and then this is on the oh because yeah so there's just an aisle here of stairs so then on yeah. this floor here is probably E and then you probably got F over here next to hard camera which is all on the floor this is not raised right then G is uh, behind I think, I think that's all G yeah this is all G here I think oh no no that oh. is H that is H that small I think this is H because there was an H. H yeah. And, and then standing room up around. Now this is kind of a new thing too. There is not a walkway like before there is scaffolding is the standing room area. It looks very secure. It doesn't look sketchy or anything, but it goes all the way around the temple. The band is up here in this pink area is the band. So they have railing here, a scaffolding area built specifically for the band now behind the announcers and on top of the office. Um, so hopefully that means no one will fall through the band into the office, or maybe they will. Who knows? Um, then up here is where you have more believers standing on the railing. This is the the talent entrance, just like before. Um, then you have, um, well, not just like before, because the talent actually can come out of this. Yeah, it's a straight walking out. It's a straight walking they, out, whereas they, they used to come out from the side. From, from walking through the believers. Should also mention like that, that between... Between sections A and B is a giant opening, which is usually their exit. Right here, yeah. yeah. So your main yeah. your main ways into the temple are either through this up here, this platform. Um, then you got your heel entrance over here, and then over here you have gorilla entrance, and this is usually where production is coming from if they're running in. And then over here is one of the exits to the locker room. And uh, no one does entrances from here very often, though there were a couple of times when I think people came out or referees came out from here. Yeah, I think that's like the run-in. That's the run-in spot from, from directly back in the locker room, which is over here. Now, further down this way, um, you have a whole another facility with a practice arena, which you may have seen on the Way Too Real uh, show <laughs> last week. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. I was guesting on that show, and some interesting things were going on there live. Um, it's a, it's a cool spot. Like, there's a lot of things I like about it, and I didn't know what to expect. the um, The main front lobby area is different now. Um, there's a whole lot less space to wait around outside. But guess what? There's a whole lot less need to wait around outside. Yeah, I will say that the location uh, for the new temple is very ideal. Uh, we, yeah. There are two breweries down the street. One is literally next door. Um, there's also a good restaurant. There's a pizza place like two blocks away. Uh, and actually around the corner, maybe about three blocks away, is Patty's Pub from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Which is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's a McDonald's that serves all the finest McCafe uh, beverages. Oh. Yeah. Shout out to McDonald's for tweeting Justin and I about Shamrock Shakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and since tomorrow is my birthday, uh, just check my sources. It looks like it's my birthday no, tomorrow. My birthday. 
Oh, it will, every year. Be my birthday. It'll be my birthday in about fifty-four minutes. Nope, that's so. mine. It's mine. Every year. We're not going to get into this, Byron. <laughs> I think clearly, since I'm the one that's going to be at the temple representing us, that I just have automatically won it this year. Well, it's I mean, point. you definitely have fewer left than me by a margin, but. I still think that this one is a good birthday and it should be mine because I've earned it. I think that, but I look four or five years younger than you. Yeah, no, it'll be really great. You know, they won't have to do that much work. (laughs) You know what I mean? To make you presentable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know. Um, I'll be there and I'll be able to say, oh, they did a good job. It looks (laughs) young, happy, and at peace. By the way, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So going back to that whole waiting (laughs) area. No, you're good. Um, yeah, I love how we don't have to wait in line anymore. It's amazing. Well, for all the people who may be knocking a, the whole Eventbrite system, how, you know, maybe oh God. it does suck for that some regulars can't come in, get in, but this Eventbrite system is amazing because it literally saves me hours now when I go to tapings. I don't have to yeah. show up super early in the morning. I don't have to just stand in the same spot in line if I happen to be going to a taping by myself. Everything's already secured for me. I'm good. We were able yeah. to just grab like lunch and have some beers because we checked in. We're good. Go get some food and drinks. Come back when they're about to fill the arena. Perfect. And yeah, also, like, was, if you're going to be there, you could still hang out inside, too. Yeah. Yeah, like you can hang out inside. You can go check out some merch. You can go to the taco truck, which is back. Um, merch. It's pretty convenient. And um, here, let me see if I can. I got a couple pictures here. Let me see if this. Uh, we had some I can fun. Actually, do this. <laughs> this fun. It was really cool to see a bunch of old friends. Um, yeah. And a lot yeah. of familiar faces. Yeah. Which so. Cool. I don't know if you can see that or not, but yeah, just using the uh, regular picture preview thing. But yeah, so I mean, that's kind of the outside area, and that's pretty much it. That's that's the biggest line of people outside that there was the entire weekend, right there. That was day one when people day one up early, and, and the line never got that big again because everyone realized pretty quickly that you didn't have to. Um, yeah, you check in, you buy your merch, then you you go down the street and have a beer and eat some food. Um, so hey, Kevin? look, there's Kevin Flynn representing sharp. what, 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 what? <laughs> that guy's the best. We did not ask Kevin to wear a shirt. These shirts weren't even cleared, and Kevin wore it to the temple, and we got it cleared yeah. uh, that day <laughs> before he came yeah. in. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but Kevin's the man rocking the MMM show shirt. Um, this is me and Byron the first day down at the uh, Iron Triangle. Yeah, what up? Check the group on y'all. You can oh, I already go. bought mine. I bought mine for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you can just go and and have a couple of beers. There's a good group on out there for it. Um, what was the name of this place again? That Little was Bear? a Little Bear. Little Bear. That's right down the street too. Well, what did um, you guys eat? What did I eat? I we had the uh, the short rib Benedict. The short rib Benedict. Oh. That was awesome. Short rib Benedict was off the hook. It was delicious. And uh, oh, take note. <laughs> Jimmy's lady friend is wearing yes. a, a lovely T-shirt. Best dressed person at this table. <laughs> That's the rule. If you bring a plus one, she has to wear an MMM so- show shirt. <laughs> I'll remember that for Saturday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so look in that. Like, when when have we ever had enough time to have that kind of fun 
um, before taping even starts. I mean, normally you're sweating it. You're in the line. You're elbowing people. People are cutting you. You're getting angry. There's about to be fistfights and it's all aggro. And then there's like, you know, different clubs and clicks and everybody like all kind of whatever. But not anymore, man. There's no reason for it. You got your spot. You got your seat. You got your ticket. You're there for a reason. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody seems to be uh, a lot more friendly. You know, even people that I had had run-ins in the past with that I felt had, you know, cut in line or done some shadiness. I wasn't even mad at them. I didn't even care. It wasn't like, whatever, I got my seat. I know where I'm sitting. It's amazing how when you uh, shrink the dosage of exposure to people, how much (laughs) you like them again. Or, or don't mind them. It's, well, it's that's just true. Like, you don't have to stand in line next to them at eight in the morning and then come back and stand in line next to them in the blistering heat for another five hours. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's hard to really like much, much of anyone when you're doing that too. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't mind certain people being in line, waiting in line all day because they would walk me to the trunk of my car, then give me whiskey. Right. Like, and then there's you know. Casey. Yeah. Oh, speaking of lines and Casey, I really wish he was here tonight. Yeah. Um, so if you are a, a consistent watcher of this show, you will know that uh, once upon a time, Matt Stryker appeared on this program and um, there was a challenge issued for the championship of the Lucha Underground line version of the wrestler name game. Casey uh, had every rightful claim as the champion of said aforementioned game. Uh And that was also because Matt Stryker had never come out to the line and played with us. So Matt uh, graciously accepted, said that uh, as soon as Lucha Underground came back, he would be more than happy to challenge Casey for that championship. And sure enough, uh, two hours before people were being let into their seats, Striker came right out, right amongst the people, not not on some fence line, not hiding behind security or anything, came right on out and said, where's Casey? Let's do this thing. I'm here for the challenge. And uh, sadly, Casey could not be there this weekend. So um, our friend Matt (laughs) sent him a little message that I'm going to try to play for you guys now, see if this works. Um, It was a... Entertaining. <laughs> Let's see if I get these all these buttons pushed right. Oh, you had it for a second. I had it, and then I double clicked. You had a good haircut going there, looking sharp. Is it going? There we Maybe go. We oh, lost it again. There we go. There it is. All right. Let's see what uh, our Space friend. Bar in your quick time. Our friend has to say. Evidently, I have defeated you in the wrestling name game, and everyone now now knows that I am the champion of the wrestling name game, and there's nothing, and I do mean nothing, that you can do about it. (laughs) 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 Also, love the the champion. I also love the random appearance cameo uh, photo bomb from Lil Jon Studd in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Their pillows back there. That's about as long as as Pillow can take of this show anyway. That 15 minute or 15 second uh, clip (laughs) is about all he's going to handle of us. He's surprisingly nice to us considering how much he hates our show. (laughs) So 
So Stryker is now the official winner of the wrestling yeah. game, and you guys finally got him a T-shirt. Yeah, 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 we did actually finally get him a T-shirt um, because he was the winner. I mean, winners uh, have to be rewarded, right? Yeah. I mean, we had a T-shirt for Casey because we were expecting him to continue to be undefeated, but we had to throw it in the trash when he lost. Well, it's a shame because it's really the only way Casey's going to get T-shirts because he's never going to buy one. No, he's really cheap. (laughs) You could always buy one for him, you know, Byron. (laughs) I almost did. I was at the Birch booth and I was like, I should get some for Casey. And you looked at me and you said, you spend money on Casey? (laughs) I came to my senses and I did not spend money on Casey. I did bring, I did bring, uh, a hat, not one of these, but I brought the old school red hat back to work for Mr. West Kane uh, at Vanilla Ice Project because he was not able to make the trip out to uh, California for the show. Ooh, segue. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, let me. Uh, oh, so here is uh, if I can figure out how to drive this crazy computer here, I'm trying all sorts of new things today. Um. Where is it? Is this it? Yeah, Matt Stryker's Twitter, where he uh, he has officially received the shirt. Yeah. So, where is that on my computer now? Man, it's it's it's. I it's see hard to drive with all screen. these things on my little computer. So yeah, look what mysteriously showed up in my office. Hmm. And then uh, I think we I think I replied to him at some point. I don't know. I replied to him uh, that he deserved it because he's the champion. Yeah. Oh, Kristen Wiig is trending. Kristen Wiig <laughs> is uh, going to be the bad guy in the next Wonder Woman movie. What? You heard it here first. Officially announced <laughs> right there. The current reigning and defending line champion of Lucha Underground wrestler name game was due his reward. And there it is. So Stryker's got his shirt. We'll see if he ever wears it. Be awesome if you wore it on TV. If you want Stryker to wear the MMM show shirt for a Lucha Underground taping, it is cleared. It is cleared logo. So everyone harass him to wear the shirt on the show. <laughs> and he has to keep it around for continuity. Uh, hey, yes. We're at every episode. <laughs> Which is even better. It would be great if it was one of those episodes where they only filmed one match one day and one, like they used to when they were doing yeah. the two and a half episodes per per day. And he has to keep changing back into it all sweaty and nasty. Um, hey guys, we have um we have one ticket for Friday night, Lucha Underground this week in the highly coveted Believers Bleachers section. Um, I believe row three or four. Um if you are in the chat room right now and you want it, make your love be known or tell us how we should disseminate this ticket amongst the believers. But uh, if anyone who's currently in the chat room right now needs a ticket, speak up. And if not, tell us how you think we should go about getting this ticket out to somebody who deserves to have it. Fairly. Um, and... Mallory, Rebecca, Andre, Paul, all you guys that are in there right now, Paula, Zero, um, Alberto, of course, Race Man, you guys rock. Thank you so much for wishing me a happy birthday. 
to all the ones that wish Myra a happy birthday, go straight to hell in a hot, fiery hand basket. <laughs> wow, you must hate everyone in the world who's nice to me. Cause yeah, because you're not worth it. You're a dick. <laughs> everyone likes me more than you, and I understand your sentiment and why you have a hard time coping with that. Um, I also understand why everyone would like me more than you and wish me. It, they're all DMing me happy birthday, and they just want they're doing that so you don't accidentally think they wished you a happy birthday. Wait, wait! By all DMing me, is this like last year where you used all of your multiple accounts to send yourself well wishes and happy birthday? Sorry, wishes? I got to respond. I got to respond to more happy birthday DMs. Retweets. You're responding you. to yourself, Byron. Thank you. Dear person, I don't know. Thank you for wishing me happy birthday. Stop having 24 accounts. It's really sad and pathetic. Um, okay, so Jimmy wasn't there the first day. Uh, I want to talk about the little bit of the elephant in the room because it's not it's it's not not out there. There was there was a couple three hiccups the first day. Um and I want to address these not necessarily in a negative way, and I'm not shitting on the product at all the people involved knew that there were some rough spots the first day. I don't think we're telling anybody anything. It was, yeah. it was pretty well reported on the internet as well. Um, there were some slowdowns, you know, uh, honestly, everything with the line in, and that probably was the slowest day. Everything with the line was fine. So yeah. I won't, I won't say that that was the issue that was, you know, people used to come in a little aggravated because of all the nonsense with the line that was all gone. So everyone was coming in plenty happy. Um, I won't give you any spoilers, but I will say that Friday night show was very ambitious. Um, it was planned to be big. It was big. And I think when you see it on TV, it's going to be big. But the byproduct of that is without having worked the kinks out of some of the new systems, some of the new people working for the production side, um, talent coming back for the first time, the locker room really just getting back together for the first time. Um, it might have been too ambitious a show for that night. It, it just might've been, I don't think DJ was wrong to write it. I think it was worth trying it. I think it was worth going for it because at the end of the day, yeah. honestly on TV, I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. I don't think mm -hmm. that anyone out there who wasn't in the temple is going to feel even one of the hiccups, um, that they may have experienced that day. And I just chalk it up to mostly growing pains. I don't know. You were there, Byron. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely. I mean, it. I mean, I don't want to say bad things about the show, but it was super, super clunky the first time around, and it was clunky in the areas where they had the new hires, pretty much. Um, also, uh, and you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of fans uh, who were there, that's what they talked about. Oh, my, my cat's doing stuff in another room, but uh, also. <laughs> But also, um, you know, it also goes along with uh, the wrestlers, too, um, maybe to a lesser extent, but a lot of them haven't been working TV since Lucha Underground. And they might be king of the indies, and that's awesome. And I've seen them at shows or other people have, and they're great. But it's a little different working for camera. Um, and so you saw those differences. Um, of, you know, also, like, everyone's – it's just – it's a little rusty of – doing the Lucha Underground show all around. Um, and people were trying extra, extra hard on top of that instead of easing into it. You know, I, I would, I would say they were going, they were going more Seth Rollins in, instead of Randy Orton to reference a WrestleMania match. 
Yeah, but at the same time, I also, I, I, you know, I can't necessarily blame anyone for that because yeah, I don't think that that show was designed for anybody to smooth the, you know, to go into it smoothly. I mean, it was designed to be a smack it against the wall, slam people's faces right back into the thick of Lucha Underground. I Absolutely. Mean, it, was, it was full bore all night whether it yeah. worked or it didn't there wasn't a whole lot of in between ground like stuff either worked and worked great because there was some awesome amazing stuff that night we're not yeah. shooting on the whole night by any stretch of the imagination i think people are going to see that stuff on tv and be like holy shit this is the best wrestling show on tv but at the same time it was like man when stuff misfired <laughs> it was like crap how do we get this back like it was just you know, some of it was just hands up in the air, like, oh, that didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. But that's where you see it's a TV show before a wrestling show. And on a wrestling show, you're more concerned about the feel and the experience live and then capturing and portraying that with the cameras. And this show, they're just getting their shots. So if timing doesn't work out, they have a bunch of cameras. They'll, they'll just retime it in the edit. You know, it's this everything that we saw is going to be. Like all the problems we saw are not problems that you will even notice when it airs. I'm sure they have the best post staff that you can find, I think, um, on TV. So, I mean, is I'm race fan the only one that wants the ticket? Because if race fan is the only one that wants the ticket, he can have. I think almost everybody else watching the show right now. Well, has he also a wants a, he wants a challenge for the name game championship. Does that mean he has yeah. to go against Striker? You got to call Striker out, man. So, Just call him, so, call him out on the internet. Say that we, I you're the if you're the name game champion, I want a piece of it. But yeah, good so luck. Striker is a vicious beast. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, well, let's have race fan earn the ticket. Let's ask him the questions that we wrote down. Okay, go for it. So, Jimmy, you do the first one. I'll do the second one. The questions you wrote down? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me pull up my notes. <laughs> you're, Byron, you're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you see how I passed the book on that? I was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> we literally have nothing. Don't. don't this, yeah. All I know is this guy wrote, not you, Byron. And so I'm pretty sure that's... Uh, him making sure that he did not wish me a happy birthday. So I would like to have yeah, that. I'm the one that has ticket. the ticket. So he's absolutely correct. He did. Oh. He played his cards exactly the right way. He sent me a DM apologizing for not wishing me a birthday. And he said, he doesn't want the ticket anymore and we could burn it. Literally <laughs> yeah. get rid of it. All these random DMS that we can't see. Um, yeah, um, it's blowing up. I wish I could show you guys. I don't know how to show you that, but race fan, um, email me, uh, at MMM show 75 at gmail.com and, um, give me your real name and email address so I can put the ticket in your name and then it will show up in your inbox. That's all you got to do. If you want that ticket should also specify what the, you have to be checked in by five thirty, I believe. Before five thirty, yeah. Check in starts at three thirty, yeah. and you have to be in there by five thirty. Highly recommend. But it won't be on me. Ahead. It'll be under you. It'll be on your name. I'm gonna put the ticket in your name. So hit me up with that at mm. Uh, that's mmm show seventy five at gmail dot com. No spaces, nothing weird. Just letters mmm s h o w seven five at gmail dot com. 
And if anybody ever wants to get in touch with us, please feel free. Um, and Rebecca, let us know too, if, if there's a weekend you want to go, maybe we have an extra ticket. We'll hook you up one of these times as well. <clears throat> um, what was I going to talk about next? So yeah, Friday, uh, we were talking about Friday. Um, it ran a little over as well. I, I think that the crowd got a little cold. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and and I was surprised. I thought that on the weeknight shows, they were just going to do one episode. I thought they were going to get through five a weekend total, you, you know, try to film two episodes on the Saturday and Sunday and just do one episode on the Fridays. I thought the Fridays would be a little shorter or maybe they'd do more dark matches or tryout talent or whatever they were going to do on the Fridays. Um, but it was two two full shows, I'm pretty sure. And um, it yeah. ran pretty late, especially considering we were planning on coming back the next day for, for more. I mean, what time did oh, we get yeah. out of there, Byron? Uh, I think 11.30. Got out or got home around 11.30, which... No, I think we just got out 11.30 because at 10.30, we were expecting to be done and there were still plenty of oh. things to happen after 10.30 that night. Yeah, I was so tired. Wait, was this hey, on, Vic v is in. Friday? What's this was on Vic? Friday. Hold on, maybe Vic wants to take it. Let's take it away from race fans. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty late. I I was sitting next to Vic and it was like uh, uh <laughs> I was, there was definitely some yawning and stretching that we were doing that day. There was a major match going on that I was I was doing two things. One freaking out you could probably still hear it in my voice. And then in, while I was freaking out, I was still yawning relentlessly. I mean, I we came back to life. TV. I felt like when we were supposed to, I don't feel like it was a totally dead crowd, but you know, I feel like it was a little, it was a little strange that day. Like uh, we were, I was still happy to be back. So I didn't really care. I was willing to forgive quite a bit just because it felt good to be back. Um, I like yeah. the performers that I was seeing. I like the ideas that DJ had written. Um, even if, you know, some, even if there was some production hiccups or some things that slowed it down a little bit, I, I felt for me in the end, I felt like it was totally worth it. I heard from a few people that they, they weren't happy with it and, you know, wanted those things to be smoothed out. But I also think it might have been the best possible thing that could have happened this season. Because I feel that everyone in the back, when that happened, it it actually raised the bar. The same yeah. way sometimes putting on a great show can raise the bar. Putting on a show that had some tick, some some hiccups and didn't go as smoothly as you wanted, I think lit a fire under everyone's ass to smooth it out with the quickness. Because I'm here to tell you, Saturday was a whole different world. Um, Saturday to me, and sadly, I wish Jimmy had been there for that one, but I thought was the smoothest of the three days. I thought it felt the most like the old temple. It felt the most like everything went exactly the way it should have gone. And not only that, but better. Saturday you know? was a lot of fun. I mean, What'd I wasn't there, but I felt like it, it felt like that, that way to me on Sunday. So a Saturday is better than Sunday. Jimmy, Saturday was a little bit harder Sunday, and I'll get into that in a minute. But it was, I would say, I'd feel bad if I missed out on Saturday. <laughs> You're well, a, such a dick. You are a heel. Well, it'll suck <laughs> missing everything this Saturday. 
<laughs> Such a rude. Why, come on, that's mean. Yeah, but this Saturday is going to be the equivalent of a Sunday because it's the third show this week. Yeah, so true. it's still basically Sunday. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go back until um, the last taping. So that's really yeah, a shame I do, for you. I'm, I I am really bothered that especially I'm with the uh, with the no spoilers rule. So I'm not going to tell you anything about anything interesting that happens this week. That's fine. DJ runs his scripts by me anyway. Uh, he says I'm better at spelling than him. So <laughs> good. I'm just well, kidding. He doesn't follow me on, on Twitter still. He doesn't follow you? You think he could have followed me after coming on the show, and I will talk to him, even though Casey won't talk to him. And even after, like, I don't know. I mean, I've, you follow people when you're interested in what they might be saying that pertains to your interests in life, though, right? He was so, interested I mean, it kind of makes in, sense that he doesn't he follow you. What I said when I was like, I think I have a friend who's coming with me to the show Saturday and I'm talking about a friend, not you who tags along and steals my birthday. He was interested then. <laughs> and he still didn't follow you even then. No, <laughs> look, at least he didn't block you like other we'll talent. That's, that, that's like probably coming friend. now. I said, he's bad at spelling. So can we talk about your friend? That came? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, can we? Is there an NDA for that? I mean, I, I feel like everyone spoiled that NDA if that were the case. Someone right, so on uh, Reddit posted that he showed up, and then someone else was like, thanks for the spoilers. I wanted to be surprised by audience shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too much. A little too far. So uh, the Ice Temple got a little icy on Saturday when uh, Vanilla Ice showed up for... Uh, for watching Lucha Underground. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Oh, we have pictures. They hey. named the, like the building was named after him. There's no other option. We had to get vanilla ice in the house. Um, it was super rad. Um, uh, I don't think it's spoilers to say that he and Vampiro knew each other through ICP going way, way back. Like there's a genuine friendship there. And so they both are super stoked to, to see each other. And, uh, and, you know, it was just, it was really great. I know he and his whole group, his, his family was there. Uh, they had no idea what they were in for and they left fans. Like they want, you know, they want to watch more. It's great. And he talks about it at work a lot and there's Vinny and Rob. Um, and Vinny got super, the best picture red. mostly because I took it. Yeah. Cause you know about lighting. <laughs> We did a little bit of lighting for uh, Rob Vanilla Ice to uh, to to talk to the social media team too. Byron and I were out there lighting it with our iPhones because it was right at dusk, and uh, hopefully it came out okay. <laughs> oh God, I hope everything the guy did turned out okay. It was kind of an interesting little uh, thing there. Um, Rob, uh, Mister Vanilla Ice, got to meet a lot of the uh, the luchadors as well. Got to hang out in the locker room and say hi to some of the the peeps. I'm sure everyone's seen the famous uh, Taya and Johnny photo. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was it was actually really a good time. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, there's Justin in the back. That piece of garbage. Yeah, you know what? I mean, this is a three count, Justin. This this isn't really much of a spoiler, but at some point, he went to kick Joey Ryan's lollipop out of the ring, and that shit nearly hit me. So fuck you, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) 
People people ask, why do you talk shit and boo Justin, the referee? And one, he has a dumb name. And two, it's things like Thank that. You. <laughs> I mean, it all started from PWG when he fast counted Candice. But still, he's just validating it show after show. Speaking of the um, the the new seating around the like the the bleachers, there we are. That was so cool. We had such we all had such a fun time. But but the bleachers seem to be further back from the ring. But everywhere else has a bench like right closer to the ring, like right close to the ring. So like when they kick out lollipops, uh, they might hit Jimmy. Sometimes <laughs> where you kick out other things as hard as you can outside the ring. Um, I don't know if I could say what it is, but let's just say I'm thankful that Josh Pillow is one alive and has the fastest reflexes of all time. It was a good sell, too. It was just like I'm selling that I'm the coolest believer in this temple. Fuck. He got his own chant. He did. Josh Pillow got a chant. (laughs) I think he's been practicing that down at the crash. (laughs) I think he's been practicing dodging bottles of pee and, and whatnot down in Tijuana. I'd love to go to the crash. I just wish someone would invite me to go and offer to help and everyone. You want everyone to go the way. So, oh, you know the thing I didn't mention about this picture um, that I find the most interesting is, um, Byron. You see who's over there on the uh, far right of this picture? Not the guy covering his face. The guy right behind him. Uh, Chavo. So <laughs> I believe he oh. I believe he got to speak with um um I believe Chavo got to speak with Rob longer than almost anybody. Really? Did you set that up? Because I, I thought that he had you blocked on Twitter, so I didn't think that you'd have you know, a way to set that up. I, I respect Chavo and I like Chavo immensely, and I would have set that up. I saw Chavo trying to pitch um a whole makeover show to Rob on Instagram. When he was posting a picture, um, Which I, think I wonder is a who. Good idea, by the way. I wonder uh, who would make that show. I mean, I think you have to be unblocked to be able to film TV shows. Uh, but I just work in TV, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know how many times I can beg on a very popular and widely seen podcast to be unblocked on Twitter, and still have just, you ever actually honest. just directly said. Hey, Chavo, would you mind unblocking me? I haven't actually talked to him in person. I was, <laughs> I was in the locker room. I was in the locker room. Vinny was talking to me in the locker room. And then at one point, Rob gave a speech about me in a locker room. And I don't think I was allowed to talk to anyone after that. Okay. Can we talk about the speech? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell this story. I was because talking to him about that today. It was hilarious. That, that, that group picture that we were showing that, you know, <laughs> happened kind of first. And then, you know, different people are like, hey, can, you know, can I get a picture? You know, Chavo just took him away and talked to him for like five minutes. And then a couple other performers came up. Taya and Mundo got that photo that you, I'm sure, have seen on the, the interwebs and a few other talent. And then uh, poor Ivelisse was standing there and she kind of didn't get a picture. So I just kind of turned to him like, oh, hey, Evie, do you want to grab a picture with Rob? I'll, I'll, I'll grab him for you. Yeah. And then finally, when you know, he wasn't getting mobbed up so much. I was like, Hey Rob, uh, you know, this friend of ours, can we, can she grab a picture? So Rob takes the picture. Then, then he takes a couple of other ones. I think Thunder Rosa didn't even get one, which I'm sorry, Mel, that's totally my fault. I should have hooked it up. I totally botched that, but 
I, I, we got in there a couple minutes late, so I thought that maybe she had already gotten a picture. I just fucking sketched. Anyway, fucking Vinny's got a picture and, and Mel doesn't. That's so criminal. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so then we're getting ready to head out, and then Rob, being the, the saintly awesome guy that he is, decides to let the whole locker room know, like, hey, you guys like me so much. The reason I'm here is because my awesome producer over there, Byron Turk, has been showing me stuff from Lucha Underground since season one. He's always talking about it. He always gets me so hyped on it. You know, I loved watching Angelico jump off the side of the thing. And he's talking about all these different spots that he likes, which was cool. It's like he knows what the hell he's talking about. And then he's like, yeah. And he loves this girl, Ivalice, right here. He's totally got a thing for her. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the whole locker room. And Evie's just like. <laughs> and I think she just walked <laughs> off. It was great. And Byron. uh, Bright, my face turned bright red, red. Here. like you you can tell i mean like he's completely colorless right now but if you were to yeah. see him at this particular moment he this is the most color i've ever seen byron have in his face i didn't know what to do this is my introduction to the lucha underground locker room <laughs> yeah i guess it was <laughs> yeah. um absolutely hilarious uh evie don't feel bad he's like that with all attractive young ladies that he can't have um, so <laughs> I feel I, I'm not exactly sure what's happening, but I think I'm getting buried. I think that's the only thing I'm sure of. What? <laughs> what do you mean you're getting buried? You had vanilla ice call you out in front of the entire locker room. That's a great, great thing until the it part where he awesome. sells you down the river with Evie. Yeah. Even more so, I am so disappointed <laughs> I couldn't make it Saturday. Yeah, it was pretty epic. That moment alone, like yeah. all the rest of it, I, I could take it or leave it. All the rest of it. But the moment <laughs> you have Vanilla Ice telling the entire locker room that Byron has a thing for Ivelisse was just yeah. like, like, first of all, I'm pretty sure that means that Vanilla Ice has listened to this show at some point in time because it's totally an inside joke from this show. I have no idea where he would have gotten that information. I honest to God did not feed him any of that. <laughs> so he came to that on or or it's just really that obvious from you, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm just I'm a fan. Of, I'm a big fan of hers. And I think she is a world class talent. She's probably listening right now. Is there anything you'd like to say to her? I just said it. World-class talent. With a CL. World-class talent. Okay. Yes, world-class talent. Justin, don't make it. I'm a gentleman. Stick to it. And I respect people. Most of them. I respect two-thirds of the hosts of the show right now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I hope she wasn't too embarrassed. And I'm sure she, I'm, I'm sure she's used to, uh, that sort of thing. And it was, it was great to see her in the temple, uh, better than ever, uh, having a good time doing good matches. <laughs> you almost don't even need any help there. <laughs> like you can just do it yourself. <laughs> it's like you walk around with a shovel and, <laughs> tons of dirt and you just kind of throw it on yourself every now and then it's really really entertaining there's nothing i can say you've, you've you've ruined my reputation i didn't do it all i did was just explain to people one of the fun interesting things that happened this weekend that doesn't involve a spoiler i don't know maybe that'll be on the show 
<laughs> no, <laughs> that would be great if it was. In fact, I, I, DJ, let's talk about this angle because I think there's an angle we talked where to a sad, about it. pitiful guy uh, in the crowd at Ultima Lucha waves like this at Evie and he gets called out by her like, you know, she'll never have a guy that's that reflective in her life. <laughs> oh, you make fun of the lighting in my kitchen. No, no, you just the fact that you play hockey. We did. Um, we did pitch it to Roach already. I think he's already writing. Like I, I, I'm not, I think he's writing the story instead of working on Big Brother. Um, I hope he's there this weekend too. <clears throat> um, Roach was not around this past weekend, though. Um, yeah, I think we can blame all the hiccups on Friday on him. Yeah, I think everything he, him and Stolman were supposed to be doing is what didn't happen because Stolman was. Uh, not with Roach over at Celebrity Big Brother, just finishing up that little show that that they were kind of working on. <laughs> you think Stolman's coming back? Um, I mean, the other guy rang the bell great. So honestly, really? we don't need him. I mean, I, I think thought that's the bell really ringing was off, and that's all I know that he contributes. What's that? I thought the bell ringing was off. You thought the bell ringing was? I thought the bell ringing was great. I think they should uh, leave Stolman wherever he is. I don't know. Maybe he should come on the show and we could find out. Who gives exactly Melissa who gives Melissa um, her note cards for the entrances? Because yeah. Stolman's a texter. Does he do that? Because if he no, does that, then maybe that, he should be like fired. That's like actual work that, that's like important. There's no way he does that. Um, hey, I got to mention, uh, I got to send big props out to the Wrestling Guy store also. Yes. Um, home to all your favorite rest wrestling merchandise and memorabilia. Uh, they're huge supporters of Lucha Underground if you don't already know that. And they have lots of signings and events. Like, see, who did they have last week? They had DJ they had Down everyone. there, Marty Elias, Thunder Rosa, Marty the Moth. They had all the Martys from Lucha Underground in one week. Yeah. Um, and uh, tonight, right now, in fact, as we speak, they have the Rabbit Tribe down there, though it's probably a little late for you to run down that way. Um, but anyway, uh, if you're interested in cool Lucha Underground events, definitely make sure you're following them on Twitter at wrestling guy HP um, for more details about where you can see cool events to get down to the wrestling guy store and uh, always cool Lucha underground stuff going on down there. Like they, they, they had Penta with the belt. And in fact, that yeah. was, um, we were talking about this in the DM that I thought was one of the smartest uh, moves that Lucha underground has done. You know, us and everyone else always shits on them for how they position themselves out in the world. But that was smart dust the belt off, put it on his shoulder, let him call himself Pentagon Dark for a day, put dust him out there. Up. I mean, that could have erased so many stupid rumors and things a long time ago. The second you see Pentagon out there with the Lucha Underground belt in the offseason, everyone, I think, was instantly more at ease. Even though the season four announcement had already happened, I think that was the moment that everyone felt it was real to see Pentagon with his belt again. Um, I, I wish they had done it. I wish that had been the season four announcement personally. I think that yeah. would have been a genius stroke and I, and I hope they do more stuff like that. I like that they're sending these guys out on appearances, even if it's just wrestling guys store every single time, who cares? I, I wish that they would give me, um, the belt because I think it's cool and I want it. I thought you found a place that did good replicas. They were pretty affordably priced. What was, what were they running? What? 
No, I didn't find a place that does replicas. I, w- I keep asking top rope belts who make them. No, I mean, so you want one? Well, it's a replica because it won't be the official one. Doesn't matter. No, no, a replica is the cheaper version. Like the ring, ring quality. That they can only sell right now the ring quality belts, which is too much money. Let's just say I'd rather buy a car with that money. Is that the one that Rosas has? No, he he on eBay. You could buy cheap bootlegs for a few hundred, like three, three to four. I don't know. I was looking at that at that belt. I don't know. It didn't seem cheap anyway. Rosas's belt looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you should just beat him up in the parking lot and take it, but well, Rosas is kind Rob, of a pimp, dude. Rob took it from him. I'm not going to challenge Rosas to a fight. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish we had oh, all of the, the selfies that Vanilla Ice took himself because there's yeah. one. The first thing he did, he's not even in the temple. He's walking through <laughs> all the fans. People are mobbing him up for pictures. He just grabs the belt off of Rosas' shoulder, and he's like, oh, I'm taking a picture with your belt, homie. <laughs> didn't even offer him himself he's just like bam <laughs> and then he got a selfie later with roses which was dope but um i thought that was the that was the pimp move of the day right there first guy you see with a belt just grab that mug and get your photo yeah. up that's awesome rob got a bunch of pictures with the belt um so byron why did saturday feel so good why saturday- why did saturday feel like the most temple-esque of the days at this new ice temple I think Saturday felt better, um, one, because it was at a normal time. Um, I think it ran a lot better, and it was, the momentum and all that was hel- uh, was a lot better uh, throughout the day. I think, though, that, um, I mean, just to be honest, like Vanilla Ice showing up got everyone, uh, everyone, fans and crew and wrestlers, even the, every single security guard there asked for a picture with him. And and like everyone is super genuinely excited to see him, and that got everyone really excited. Vampiro does this normal pump up. He did an extra special pump up speech. That whole thing before uh, the taping starts. Um, Rob. Well, got and involved I think and everyone bit. had their shit together. I mean, production was yeah. more than smooth that day. So, there was no hiccups to be found. Yeah, so we got to like a really high level of energy, and then and then they just they rode the momentum, the, the wave all the way through. And it was just so much fun. It was, I mean, it was great. I mean, S- Sunday was also really great. I think they were both probably very similar days. Um, even though I want to make Jimmy feel like you really missed out. Well, there was did. one difference <laughs> that I kind of felt on Sunday. And that was, I felt it was a little more like a PWG show. Yeah, a lot of the chance. Um, and I don't necessarily yeah. think it was well, a little of it was LU maybe with just the people that were out there and, and uh, what you were getting performance wise. But um, I wasn't necessarily mad about that. I feel like, you know, some sometimes change is good. You know, Lucha Underground is evolving into to some different directions. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I did feel like the crowd especially felt more pwg-esque on sunday to me or not even pwg just indie show-esque the audience did i mean like am i crazy no it definitely felt very indie-ish i don't know i feel like lucha fans try to keep it 
you know, very in tune with the Lucha, you know, um, um, I can't even think like a uh, mentality as far as, you know, stick to the chance that associate most with the, with the talent in the ring, like the Culeros and all that. But yeah, Johnny, uh, this, Johnny, Johnny Puto came back. It yes. did. Um, no, but which one is the one we're not supposed to say? Johnny Puto or Johnny Culo? Puto. R- Puto. We're not supposed to say Puto. We're supposed to say Kulo. No. Yeah. And remember, that was surprising to me that it came back because of all the new people. Yeah. And uh, remember, we're chanting Johnny Zero. That's actually what we're chanting. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, you know, the funny thing is, I feel like these days they'll probably just let it go. I mean, have you seen the magicians on Sci Fi Channel or Blood Drive? Good Lord, the things they're getting away with in the 10 p.m. slot on that network? Holy crap. I mean, there's Some- F bombs all through the magicians now. Right. Yeah. Do you think that has to do with the fact that Luch is not on at ten? It's on at eight. Uh, yeah, you family right programming. Um, but they do have, you know, when they were doing from dusk till dawn, they had a cleaned up version, an early version of the show that that had all yeah. that stuff edited, and then they had um, a later version of the show that didn't. But I think its primary slot was eight p.m. too. I think everything after 8 p.m. L. Ray was letting it go, and then everything before the prime time slots, they were cleaning up a little bit. Some some networks are uh, allowing the f bomb now. Yeah, but still after 10 p.m. They want to Yeah, I mean, Sci-Fi is clearly only doing it after 10 p.m. So yeah, I don't know, but I have a feeling they will let that chant go i mean i feel like the performers are even kind of letting stuff fly a little bit more that will probably get used for the most part you know i i don't think i don't see shit getting bleeped anytime soon i Pulero do feel, certainly not getting i do bleeped. feel there was uh one chant on sunday that'll probably get uh get at, cut out in some way due to the uh song rights as it were for that chant you think so? I don't know. I mean, I've seen that that appear other places, but yeah, you're right. They might have to pay a little bit of a a royalty on that. I mean, because with other shows or with other wrestling shows, it's because it's live crowd. It's not right. the actual song, but because it's airing on a television show primarily, I, I that's immediately what I thought. I'm like, we're chanting this, but will they even use it? We're, of course, talking about happy birthday, and yes. it's going to happen tomorrow for me. <laughs> for me i'm going no. i'm the surprise entrant oh, in God. the main event tomorrow night and basically all i'm doing is letting people wish me happy birthday in the match you're Five so stars. delusional six so, stars wait how much do those belts cost from the top rope uh okay so um so the uh most inexpensive belt the trios belt uh i'm gonna look this up because Wait, the trios belt is the most, not the not the gift of the gods. No, the gift of the gods is the most. I'm gonna work my way up. Oh, so the trios belt is the cheapest one, which is an incredible belt. I like it a great deal. That one is twenty eight hundred. But you need three of them. (laughs) For one of them. No, no, you need three of them. It's stupid if you buy one trios belt that's just asinine no i would buy one and i would just tell people the other two are with my trios partners oh my god uh the heavyweight the main championship belt 
which is a pretty extensively put together belt, $3,500. U.S. Right? How much does it weigh? 25 pounds? 22? It looks pretty heavy. Uh, I talked to Marco, who got to hold on to it when he saw his buddy Pentagon Dark at Wrestling Guy store. He said it was really heavy. He said, although he may have said it was really heavy because I asked him if he could steal it for me. And he's telling me that <laughs> he's he like, couldn't no, take it I'm home. not carrying that. I'm not going to carry that shit. Across Los Angeles for you. Yeah. Um, Gift of the Gods, by the way. Um, that that belt is a piece of work, a uh, piece of art. Very well done. Also has magnetic uh, uh, medallions. Aztec medallions. Aztec medallions. And uh, yeah, they're as they're held on to the belt through Aztec power. Does, mass, not, does, not, does not um, magnetism work on gold? Magnets, how do they work? Right? <laughs> do they work on gold? Because it's Aztec gold, isn't it? It's made out of pure Aztec gold <laughs> and Aztec sorcery. And that's how they this stick on. Thing. So how much and does that one go for? That one costs $6,500. Jeez. Wow. I because each little piece is like another belt. You know, it's funny. I feel like they should have two versions of it at the temple. One where the magnets go in and one where they're just glued in. Like the the one once bolted, you have a champion, in. you should just have a version of the belt where they're actually bolted in. Yeah, and I think well, you know why I'm saying that. <laughs> well, you're beginning. You might be like when you look at the belts now. Like I personally love New Japan's uh, philosophy um, about how their belts um, carry like the 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 wear and tear of their lineage. So the championship belt looks beat to hell and like some of the shyness is like worn off and it look, and it looks like it's it's been around for a long time i like that but i also think that wwe has a really good idea with their belts where they have their tv belt it stays in a box in a crate it gets you it gets polished up and used on tv and it's awesome and then um and then they have the other belt that goes to the shows and the wrestler carry they have like multiple versions but yeah, basically well, the wrestler one actually carries nice no, I mean that's yeah. like UFC where you get you get a belt awarded to you the night of the fight, and that's the actual belt you get awarded to you. And in UFC, every time they have a title match, there is a new belt that yeah. comes, and whoever wins that match is actually awarded that physical belt. That's why um, my buddy um, Kui Tran in uh, St. Louis actually has one of Tyron Woodley's belts in his restaurant, uh, Mai Lee. And the belt's just there. I mean, it's literally one of the belts that Tyron was handed after a fight. And, you know, huh. this was what was so messed up about Demetrius Johnson is that he had won eight fights and he only had two belts. Because <laughs> I think his dumbass kept bringing the belt and then they just never gave him another one. <laughs> he never knew. He's the freaking champion and they never told Talk about it. They're, they're about to hand him a belt and then they see that he has the old one with him. They're like uh, He's the most winning champion in UFC history and they had screwed him over for like eight or nine fights in a row. Hilarious. Don't be the dumb guy. Find out what the other people know and make sure you get yours, people. <laughs> So wait, does the belt count as part of the the winner's purse? As far as the amount? No, I mean there's there was no there was never any set rule, but like Chuck Liddell, every time he won a yeah. fight, he got a belt. You know, I every time he won they, a, a title fight. 
And that I was the way they had the always done it. You know, I've been in these guys' houses. I've been in, in Matt Hughes' basement where he's got three of them on his wall right next to his Jack's Pacific action figure, uh-huh. which I think he prized more than the damn belts because it's more rare and kind of cool to be an action figure. But <laughs> And for him, winning belts was easy. Getting a toy made after him wasn't as easy. But uh, yeah, you're supposed to get belts every time. And it's kind of cool. I feel uh, WWE basically does that too. That's why you see some of these old retired wrestlers who've had a belt. They still have them, you know, like uh, Lisa Marie Verone has her Divas belt still, you know, yeah, which is cool. But yeah, that's never going to happen in Lucha Underground. Those things are props. Penta, yeah. uh, Pentagon Dark has not seen his belt since uh, 600 days ago. At- no one did. Yeah, until he went to the wrestling guy store that day and and the prop department from MGM brought the belt to him at that signing. Uh, he had not seen or touched that belt. So and and I think it was five hundred and ninety eight days or something at that point in time. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I don't know. I kind of think I mean, they could go either way. They could go the New Japan route where they let it um, weather, you know, whether they want it to look weathered um or you know but i i I think unintentionally it's just going to get worn down and they're not going to have a second copy um or i I don't know um i think they're they've been around long enough to where the that belt especially is going to sort of get um you're going to see the wear and tear on it but uh ultimately i think that they need to sell affordable official replicas from top rope belts so paul cross wants links byron to what the belts i'm not i'm not going to help sell bootlegs of this belt i'm friends with the guys (laughs) i'm I'm friends with one of the guys who helped make the belt it's called a dm send it to him in a direct message you ain't got to post it publicly no i'm not trying to promote people i want i want the official belts to be bought paul Basically, what Byron is trying to say is he only wants to put himself over. He will not give anyone else the information about where he's going to spend his next $10,000. First of all, you're a mark. I'm starting to go fund me. Second of all, other people could pay for these belts for me because I need to have them. And that's reason enough for charity. Start a GoFundMe. If it's a, if it's a worthy cause, if even, even artistic endeavors get supported, if it's a worthy cause, you'll get the money. Just start a GoFundMe. <sighs> you know, forget well, about why can't you gun just control or homelessness or starving people or Africa or anything. <laughs> just just start a GoFundMe to raise $10,000 for your belts, Byron. I can. Actually, no, wait. We're talking 68. I need more. 15. And what'd you say? Twenty. Like We're, we're talking like 11. Just give me, fi- 11, just give me like $15,000. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Jimmy, how did you feel about Sunday? How did you like Sunday? I mean, uh, I was really excited to finally be back in the temple, Ice Temple. Um, I It definitely had a good vibe. It felt like I was back at the old temple, just, you know, new location and everything. Uh, it was weird seeing the new talents, won't say who, but, you know, after you're used to seeing the same set of people season after season and then having this huge break, and then coming back and half the people you're seeing, you have never either seen before on Lucha Underground or even in other promotions. Like I hadn't seen some of those people. So it was interesting. 
but well, I had a lot of fun. I'm wondering, do you guys feel that the, especially the Puma void, because we know Puma's not there. It's not a spoiler to tell y'all. Puma was not there. Puma doesn't exist in this world anymore. Puma is oh. living out his childhood dream <laughs> by facing Wesley Blake on house shows. <laughs> Stop that. Barely. Don't worry, he won. Listen, I'm sure if Tessa told him to do something better than that with his time, he would. She won't, she won't even <laughs> sign with NXT. <laughs> She doesn't. She's, she's sending him there first to test out the waters. Um, she was. She's been there for like two years, and they haven't. And it's not worth it for her to sign there. So, was the Puma void filled? <laughs> you guys, feel? <laughs> was Puma's void filled? <laughs> Does he like having his void filled? <laughs> um, no one off the top of my head uh, sticks out as far as you know that uber face boy just yet uh and even if there was someone there i'm sure i probably couldn't mention it anyway but as of now no but then again this was just the first set of tapings we'll see what happens uh starting tomorrow and then going on for you know the next few weeks yeah and going with the that whole like who died and this that and the other thing it's like i couldn't tell you not that not because yeah. i have some information that i don't want to give but it's like you don't know there's just no way to know without seeing the way the backstage segments play. Like, I'm sure after three weeks of tapings, I'll know. Like, if certain people just don't come back, I'm going to assume that's yeah. what should happen to them, that they, they got themselves bailed. So, but but who the fuck knows who Matanz is eating in the basement, you know? And, uh, I mean, I hear a tale now that they're talking about Rey Mysterio again for WrestleMania. Um We'll see if that goes through, if that actually happens. I feel like if he he's going to sign some more permanent kind of deal, that sucks because I'm hoping that, you know, he's just still under his Legends contract right now, from what I understand, where yeah. he can do appearances for them. He gets merchandising, but they also get rights to do merchandising of some of his stuff, but he gets paid for it. Um, but that's it, that he can appear other places still right now. So... I'm hoping that Lucha Underground can shell out some cash and tie up that storyline somehow. That'd be awesome. But man, you're talking two and a half, three weeks to do it. And I don't know if you can acquire Ray that quickly. Yeah. Also keep in mind that at the end of March, he will be in Long Beach for New Japan. Uh, yeah. Or not. If he signs the deal for WrestleMania, he could start canceling shit. That's true. I mean, I really you hope it doesn't do that too, don't you? Yeah. I mean, either way, I'm going to that show, but. That was, I'm going to that show. Yeah, that's the that was the first match announced. Now, so. if he got pulled yeah. because it was the first match announced, and you got to assume people were buying tickets based on that a little bit, especially in Southern California, would no, you he, feel that they should out. offer refunds if he gets pulled from that card? Well, the tickets that went on sale after they announced it are very very few. Yeah, uh, I think they opened up some like upper level seats. I'm not sure. Me, I think maybe they. Also, oh, just the show was announced when. He wasn't oh. on the card when the tickets went on sale. There yeah, was the whole show was sold out in like minutes without any card. Yeah, oh, just well, like in that case, getting no refund. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, the last Long Beach shows, there was no card for either of those. I think they only announced that Okada, Tanahashi, Kenny, and Naito were appearing, but they didn't even announce any kind of a card until like a couple months later. Yeah, which now it's a super card. WWE gets away with it all the time, so. 
but it's like you know you know if a ufc main event pulls out at the last minute they offer people refunds you know it's like that's who i came to see so yeah i i have to imagine though that it's possible well i hope not because i would love i still would love to see ray versus Liger. I mean that's oh my god best cruiserweight in the world versus the best junior heavyweight in the world. Yeah. Um. Oh, that picture. Oh yeah, that one is ridiculous. That that one that I can't really show. Well, Definitely I mean it's already that. out there. I'm pretty sure Johnny Mundo Instagramming it it will show it to more people than our YouTube broadcast. Maybe you never know. But. <laughs> Well, the audio version goes out to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this version right now, um, there's a lot of visual aids in this particular episode. You may want to jump over to the YouTube version because um, I know we get we get probably double or triple the amount of people through iTunes and SoundCloud. So um, this might be the one time you want to go back and at least scan through the video version of this Um and just look at some of the pictures and stuff that we have posted in the, the striker stuff. I guess you still get the audio of the striker stuff on the audio version. Um, yeah, I was, I was very pleased with the third day. I feel like it's headed. Lucha <laughs> underground may be headed more in that direction. I think it's going to really depend on who else they bring in this season, which kind of brings me to the post that Lucha blog had up um, asking, what is Lucha Libre? Um, you know, what defines Lucha Libre? And my question isn't so much what defines Lucha Libre. My question is more, at what point do you feel Lucha Underground has to represent Lucha Libre? Is it okay if it becomes kind of like a televised super indie? Um, does it need to have more... Latino and, and luchador presence in general. I mean, it's like you look back at that first season. Mundo, who who else was there? What other Weros were there? You know, first season. Big Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. it wasn't a lot. It definitely wasn't a lot. I think basically you had the crew, Big Rick, uh, I and guess. they all had a street vibe, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they were uh -huh. they were representing Los Angeles culture. Right. Which I guess Mundo's doing by representing Hollywood, but now you're talking, you know, indie guys from Ohio and you know whatnot. It's it's different. And some not so indie guys from other places. Yeah. Ah, uh, look, there's there uh -huh. there's WWE talent all over this thing now. I mean, from the moment PJ Black came in, then you had Callahan coming in, even though I don't really I don't really associate yeah. Callahan with that, but I wouldn't say Callahan. Ray Mysterio, even. Yeah. I mean, well, Ray's Lucha. Alberto, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, WWE but Ray, Ray and Alberto have lineage. Ray and, Ray and Alberto have uh, lineage, you know? I mean, it, it is a thing when you put Alberto in the ring with Johnny Mundo, then you have a WWE match, but bringing him in as the AAA, what, mega champion? Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's a legit Lucha signing, um, you know, Lucha uh, talent. But does Lucha Underground need that? Do we feel like they need that? Do we need, you know, Tejano to come up 
here and be as strong as he is in Mexico? Do we need that kind of presence on the card? Do you need a, a, a Pagano yeah. or, you know, Psycho Clown or somebody or even Wagner to come back more? What, what makes it the appropriate amount of Lucha Libre yeah. to keep that that feeling? I mean, I, I feel like it should be at least half the roster. I don't know if that's the right amount, like right ratio, but I feel like if I'm watching Lucha Underground, at least half the show or half the roster should at least be Luchadors in some way. I get it. I mean, to me, I kind of look at the Robert Rodriguez factor. When I look at Lucha Underground, and, and this has kind of changed for me too because I felt the same way that you felt, Jeb for a long time but i feel now like if they're making a show that is representative of things that robert rodriguez would think is cool then it's fine you know like look at a robert rodriguez movie he'll let johnny depp star in one but there's probably going to be a whole lot of latino people around johnny depp do you know what i mean like i kind of just look to Rodriguez, it's his network. It's basically his show or a show that was created kind of for him, you know, and, and meant to represent his image of of entertainment in the wrestling world. So I kind of look at it as like, well, who would Rodriguez put in a movie? And if they don't kind of fit that mold, then get him yeah. the fuck out. Or, yeah, well, or write him a character that fits that mold. Well, I think that's the problem. A lot of these, you know, uh, wrestlers that we're seeing in Lucha Underground right now do not fit that mold. They're just, they fit a mold somewhere else and then they were just brought in. Right. So why not gimmick them up? I find that interesting. Some of these guys, I, I want to, I guess, I, I guess that's my issue is I want to see them more gimmicked up. Like when you, you know, you, you bring in B boy or somebody, you gimmick them up to make it work for this style of show. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think- it was very important for them to have masks. That was the selling point before. Like masks were more important than the talent, as far as like the characters. But uh, even Joey Ryan, like I look at Joey Ryan, and and yeah. it's funny because he's Joey Ryan. He's the but same would- Joey Ryan that you see on the Indies. But they gave him the storyline of being yeah. this sleazy LA cop, and all of a sudden, you don't ever question it again. You don't ever think, oh, that's Joe. And he also doesn't do the dick flick gimmicks in Lucha Underground. The right. only I times mean, he's he, ever done he's, those has been dark matches. Dark battle royals, and he dick flipped like 10 people at once. Right. Like but he has never spot. done that in a televised match. It's not part of the Lucha Underground world. So he has that part of his indie gimmick over there. And then he's just, you're so sleazy, Joey Ryan, the the sleazy cop guy yeah. in Lucha Underground. And that totally works. But these other indie talents coming in or not even necessarily indie, these other new talents coming in have to be made to fit into this world somehow. And I'm sure DJ's got some stuff going on backstage and maybe that's what it is. And we haven't seen some of that yet, but I know there's a lot of complaints out there that, you know, Lucha underground is losing its Lucha and pretty soon it's just going to be fight underground. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think they, Oh, I think they need to make, the best show for the broadest audience. That's number one, as far as making a wrestling TV show. But, um, but wouldn't do, that be to get rid of Lucha Libre altogether? I mean, I those don't guys know. don't I don't, draw the same as most of the, the, the even mid-level American talents. 
But I think, yeah, but with being on L-Ray Network, it needs to really represent L-Ray as a network where their brand needs to be represented in all their shows. And then that's when you, that's when you start adding uh, those, you know, qualifiers to what the show can be and having the word Lucha in it. I mean, you're, it's, it's, uh, it's a, like a false promise if you don't deliver Lucha Libre with Lucha in the name. You know, people are going to come in and give you their attention. And so you need to, um, you need to follow through on that. Uh, but I, I think personally, my opinion is that um, Lucha Underground has suffered with the Lucha Libre talent because, because of bad talent relations that AAA has had. And AAA is their source for Lucha Libre talents. And basically, through what's been covered a thousand times, Lucha Libre talents are the hardest talents to sign for Lucha Underground. So you see that. Even the people that want to work there and they want to work have to take a whole season off for whatever reason. And it's to me, that's what it really boils down to. It's like you want to hire someone who can do a job for you and you depend on them. And you can't with a lot of Lucha Libre talent because because bad business with AAA. That's that's just my take on it. I think they'd have more if it wasn't for AAA. Well, but there's a lot of guys down there right now. Why aren't we seeing those guys? They have a whole training academy that feeds right into their their system. Then why don't we have AAA guys like on on Triple Mania? You have like uh, you have the match where people are fighting for a contract and stuff like that. So why don't you have why don't you have excursions and things like that? You know. I mean, I almost like, just wonder why don't you? The, the those are good questions. So fast for them, and you know, getting visas and people up here is not an issue and then they're running shows like this week is strange to me too like they're and maybe we are going to see some more guys from AAA this week because they're running thursday friday and saturday for lucha underground because on sunday there's a big AAA show yeah so and they said see, that's, that's the whole reason thing. that they're moving so and i don't know a ton of lucha underground talent that's that's working both anymore these days there used to be a lot but yeah you know penta and Phoenix aren't going to be down there working. Ty and Johnny aren't going to be down there working. Yeah. Sexy star was a big triple, a huge triple a luchadora talent. You know what I mean? And she's, I don't, I mean, I don't know. She's in Monterey, man. She's, she's in that group and mad. She's boxing now, you know, like if she doesn't, I don't know what's going to happen. But if she, if she doesn't show up, it stems from whether I'm not going to say who's at fault, but it stems from her bad business with AAA. And yeah, but some yeah. of that's on her side too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, some but of that's it's, on the, the performer side in all of these, isn't it? Probably. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's just that there's a common thing here and that's, uh, a lot of wrestlers in that pool that could be hired have bad or either that have, they have bad relations with the company and you have a lot of options that you could hire from other companies that you can't hire because they work for other companies. Well, maybe, maybe what we're going to see is a bit of the reverse that maybe you see a lot of Lucha underground talent going down to triple a for the show because everybody's up and running right now. You get your three days at Lucha Underground, then maybe a Marty the Moth goes down and does his Marty the Clown gimmick in AAA for the weekend. You know, maybe that's 
maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it's going the other direction right now. You know, obviously, Phantasma will go down there, um, you know, and a couple other performers, um, your Dragos and whatnot. But maybe that's what you're seeing instead. <laughs> maybe maybe they're stocking the, the rafters, uh, stocking up down there from the Lucha Underground talent. I wonder, I'd be very around. curious. I'd be sorry. I'd be very curious what Vampiro would have to say about this as, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, or... or, or Director of talent relations for both Lucha Libre, FMV, and AAA. So if I were him, and maybe he's already tried this and politics or whatever gotten away, but I would want to bring... Un, you know, I would want to bring unsigned Ducha Underground unsigned talent up from AAA and just get them auditions or get them in front of those crowds. And also, just he's a Lucha Libre legend, so why wouldn't just it would? I think it would behoove the product. To yeah, but put, he keeps getting burned too. Like as much as people talk about him putting himself over and whatnot, and sure he puts himself over and puts himself in matches, but look at what he's got to work with sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, it's but, like. You know, he had Taya, Johnny, and Cross for a while in AAA, and he was pushing them plenty, but then, you know, the office wasn't paying them all to be there all the time, and then they're doing weird stuff politically with them, and then the next thing you know, he doesn't have those guys to work with for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, it's he's kind of one of the boys, and he was put in a spot where, you know, he Conan's had that issue too. It's like he brings a bunch of dudes up, and like luckily for him, a lot of those guys have freed themselves back up and are now available to him again. But he jumps from spot to spot and loses his ability to to work with the guys he wants to work with. And then he's got to groom some new guys. And you know, I think like Vampiro's in that same spot. And I think for Vampiro, it's probably more frustrating than it is for a guy like Conan to yeah. Keep having to reestablish new talent and bring them up and then fight for them to get through the the system, you know, and, and to, to move their way up the ranks. Cause you know how triple a is too. It's like, nobody's going to just let you have some high mid card spot o- overnight. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think it would be cool to have uh, an opening match with that type of talent. We've had, we've seen uh, dark matches before. Um, I mean, this weekend we saw dark no, matches I mean, with. We're not even bestia, are we at this point? I mean, I don't think he's gonna sign because uh, another thing is like a lot of wrestlers don't want to wear masks. That's a common thing that keeps coming out, and that's probably why the ones who do get signed are the ones who got the deal to not wear a mask. I mean, I, I, then I think you need more kill sucks. shots, right? You need more guys that you can put behind the the under the hood. Yeah, I mean, Killshot is awesome behind a mask. He's not a luchador, though. Is he? Or is he more over no. when he's not under the hood now? Uh, no, he I has think killed he, it in the 600 days that Lucha Underground has not been filming. Oh, absolutely. He, I think he's more of like a CZW type of guy. Like, he does that. He takes that Lucha Libre type of high-flying uh, acrobatic type presentation and adds broken glass and and trying to kill himself to it. But I don't even think he has to do that. I mean, I think he does that for a while in his his day rate. But we'll see. We'll see. No, that's just that's what he's selling though. And he those are that's he's definitely put his name out there doing matches that some people look at it and go like right. But with a pretty face, not under the mask, I think that sells better a lot of places. Yeah, 
know, for him. I don't know. I think it's an interesting. I, I think it's an interesting thing that we'll see develop throughout the course of this season, whether or not Lucha Underground becomes the weekly televised PWG, or whether it yeah. stays this more underground, you know, Mexican wrestling fringy show. Uh, you know, that's fit for Rodriguez's network. And I don't know if DJ or EV dub or the producers are going to really have a choice. It might just be a question of what is presented to them, given they have a lot yeah. of control over what they do with what's presented to them, but you know, they got to work with what they got. And I find um, there's still room for some big surprises this year, because I'm not going to say who, but, there's some faces that I'm very surprised after all the talk and the hype about what they might mean for Lucha Underground to not see them there. Um, yeah. One in particular that you know who I'm talking about. Probably most of you know who I'm talking about, but I'm very surprised that at this point um, he's not officially in Lucha Underground after all the talk that that was going to be the case. I'm very curious to see if that still happens, if that doesn't happen. And we will certainly talk about it uh, as soon as we get through this whole taping season and find out that that never did happen uh, or if it did. But <laughs> there's still some surprises out there. Uh, I think the, um, you know, there, there's some people are going to be surprised with some of the people that are there and some of the people who aren't there. I think that's equally as compelling. Yeah, yeah. I'm already surprised by the amount of people I didn't see when I went last weekend. So yeah. Yeah. Same here. And that's six, that's six full episodes at the beginning of the show. And I will say that, uh, um, I think a few of them, people are going to be surprised. A few of, uh, people that a few people didn't return that we weren't expecting to return. A few people didn't return that we were fully expecting to return. One in particular that is very important to end of the season storylines has not been filmed on television uh, in those three days, which is six episodes at the beginning of the season for someone that was expected to be getting pushed very hard. I mean, can, say, we can we confirm that? I mean, you know, without spoiling anything again, that what we saw over, you know, this past weekend was that shot in linear order chronological order um not even 100 percent sure from being there for all of it and seeing the way that the storylines went i believe it's pretty close to how it's going to air i believe it was pretty close and dj said that they were going to try yeah. to keep it closer and with this tight schedule i mean there's i think there's always a chance to um fix some of those things and maybe paste one or two people back into those episodes by filming some matches later if it works with DJ storylines and his timelines. Um, but honestly, I think you know they were throwing some curveballs and just moved on from them story-wise, and we'll just have to try to to squeeze some things in later in the season to to make those things work if they get access to certain talent that that they're hoping to have. Yeah, Rebecca's even saying there's a few people that she didn't see that made her scratch her head. Yeah, yeah. There, there were a few, Rebecca. I can tell you about the, you know, the backstories of some of them offline, but I won't do it on the show. I wonder, um, I wonder though, if, I mean, DJ said he's trying to keep it chronological, but I do wonder if in the effort of uh, saving money and scheduling that they clump some people together. Like, they'll, instead of getting you for 
first and last or first and second to last if they'll get you for two weeks and they'll film with you for two week or like two weekends and all the weekdays in between. Right. I think that there's definitely some of that. You know, and there's a few talent that we saw show up and do a bunch of things in in a shorter amount of time and won't necessarily be around as much later. We'll see. There's a couple of new guys that I think are going to be there every single day that I'm I'm happy about though. At least one, two, I'm two. I think you're talking about who's all the new people. Yeah, I think you're talking about who got really over <laughs> this past weekend. And I, you know, I wouldn't have thought that in the in the beginning, but yeah, they're over. Oh, the the new guy. Yeah. I wasn't even talking about that the new guy. I was talking about the other two actually, but. I'd oh, say yeah. that the all new guy, I don't, I, that might be one of those storylines where they actually do film it all out as quickly as possible. Um, he, mm. We'll see. <laughs> they should, they should keep it going the whole time. And people are listening like, what the hell are they talking about? This is the best thing about this people. There's so much interesting and exciting stuff going on. You're not going to be disappointed. Some of these things will come out as spoilers. You'll probably know them. You won't hear them from me unless you know me and you've been to one of these shows and we're talking about it. Um, but there's exciting stuff going on. Like really come exciting down to stuff. a taping. Yeah. Come to a taping people. I, I mean, or don't. So I can still get tickets. I don't know. <laughs> Best best ticket in L.A. right now for the next few weeks. So, and from what I understand, um, Lucha Underground will be going until St. Patrick's Day weekend, and that is it. Four weeks. Is that right? Four weeks of tapings? I thought it was five, but yeah, that's no, what it's it four weeks of tapings, six episodes per weekend. That gets you, uh, what, 24 episodes? 24. That's so it. a regular, just basically it's a regular episodic season. Yeah. And it's probably not even going to be 24. It's probably gonna be 23 because Ultima will probably be the last episode of Ultima will probably be double length. Yeah. And that would probably be St. Patty's day weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. Is triple I mean, A doing anything those weekend? Like this, this week we all thought was going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It wasn't announced until Sunday morning that it was going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I need to know when Ultima Lucha is because I already bought my, plane tickets well <laughs> you're you're unless you get some inside info man i think you're in the same boat with everybody of better hope triple a doesn't book something that weekend and screw things around well but i have I a friend who they, might want to come with me so i'll i'll see what info i can find yeah my real question is after the catastrophe of losing the other temple, do they have this temple secured for the right times for going forward? Because it seems like they've put a lot of effort into making this location work. I, I think mean, they, they a practice room. They got a cool locker room. And this is all designed for Lucha Underground. Um, they yeah. got this, you know, they took an empty square room and built the temple inside of this empty square room. There was no existing structure in this room. The building was going to be taken down before Lucha got it, and then they rehabbed it a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, pretty sure they have the foresight to yeah. stick with the building and make sure that they can keep it. Yeah, they're probably because they can go for a few more seasons under the structure, and they probably have, like, this is the format it's going to be. So next year at this time, they're going to do the same thing. So I imagine they have that deal. So I mean, what are you expecting like, this weekend, guys? Do you think that we get uh, 
I feel like we are going to get some some new AAA talent. I feel like yeah, one of so. the three people that I did not see last weekend, I think we'll see one of those three this weekend. Um, but there's some people that we saw last weekend that I don't know if we'll ever see again at all. <laughs> I mean, that's I the, think- there's no way to, pre- to predict it at all. It's just kind of all over the place since we don't know how everything's being run right now. Yeah. It's going to be great. Surprises. I I am curious um, to see what their mini story arcs are going to be as far as how many episodes. I think before they would do, I mean, it still might stick to a four episode, that grouping of, of little things that would happen. Or maybe they'll staggered. Like this story will be like episode one and yeah, three. Yeah, like the tournament towards the end of the last season or Gift of the Gods medallions leading up to a Gift of the Gods belt, that yeah. kind of thing, or leading to an Aztec warfare kind of deal. Yeah, so I wonder if weekends might be because if it's six episodes and if they arc over four, six episode chunks, maybe every weekend will kind of be a self-sustaining story that it tells. Like maybe, but I have and a that feeling those Friday shows slash Thursday show, um, you get something different there and then you kind of lead into the next storyline. I don't know. Like I feel like that day is where you got to kick off storylines by having something big happen. And then yeah. culminating. But honestly, I mean, there was huge stuff that happened on Saturday because going by that logic, the Saturday would be the weakest show, that middle show. Um, and that was definitely not the case uh, this past week. I mean, that Saturday show was every bit as big as, as Sunday for sure. You know, and Friday was just anomalous. Friday was just its own thing. So... I don't know. I'm really excited for tomorrow. I'm really excited for the whole weekend. I'm really excited for everybody at home to get to see the show. And I don't work on the show. <laughs> I have no stake in this thing at all. I get no money from anything involving this. I'm just that excited about it that I'm just shilling my ass off right now because I've, you know, after seeing all my friends and seeing how much we all enjoyed it, I really hope that everyone out there gets to experience it. Uh, speaking of the shows this weekend, it looks like races fan can no longer make it. Uh Oh, uh, so I think we may have to find another person. Yeah. I told you you can't trust race fan. Well, who wants once the again. Ticket? anybody wants a ticket. Alexis P. Do you want the ticket? You're in the chat room. Now we have to wait 30 seconds for the delay. Is there that big of a delay? Yeah, I, don't I think there's at least like a 30 to 40 second delay. All right. Well, I'm checking the official show email right now to see if anybody has if we don't requested this ticket. If we don't get any, um, if we Alexis don't get any. Oh, I, she, I got mine. I get it. All right. Maybe if no one wants it in the chat room, we could put up a little mini contest thing where you uh, tweet or email a promo take a selfie promo i'm gonna well, come it's up good with to know that, the, that almost all of the people that are watching the show live are in fact big enough fans and believers to basically already have tickets or know that they can't go for the day um rebecca said she might be interested but she needs a ride in mm. so rebecca by the way if you, you still want it you know the email address at uh it's mmm show 75 at gmail if anybody wants to ticket hit me up or we There's can just do what dj did and just uh, tell us the best reason why you deserve the ticket. That's what we should do. Cut a promo. Tell us why the Lucha Gringo is a stupid face and he sucks. Why has it got to be all about bashing on Gabe? 
No, Gabe <laughs> is really cool. Gabe's the man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to get Gabe on the show um, in the near near future, if possible. He's legit. He's been around for a long time. He actually, Jimmy, believe this or not, Gabe is older than Justin. Did you know that was possible? Oh fuck you! But he's been he's been a lucha libre for a long long time. So we could we can get uh uh I I want to say a dearth, but I don't even know if that's a real word. But we could get a dearth of lucha libre knowledge from any of the lucha thing, lucha gringos that we can bring on the show. Uh, speaking of which, can we also confirm that Gabe's actually the one who also printed out all those believer signs that were handed out? That's uh, crazy. Yes, he is. That was. Hold on, let me grab one. Yeah, that was super rad. Uh, he printed out a whole just on his own. I think he got the okay, but he printed out Lucha Underground Believer uh, little mini posters. Justin will have in a second. Yeah. So and if then you, if you saw the picture I posted earlier today, any of you watching the show right now, so um, yeah, this is um, this is the deal that Gabe printed these out for the entire audience. Of Lucha Underground. <laughs> so hopefully you'll see a whole bunch of these on TV. I don't think this is a spoiler to give it away. Yeah. but uh, And that's professional grade paper right there. Yeah, this is good yeah. stuff. This is nice, glossy, awesome, believery stuff that we got here. Yeah, that gets you on the show. That kind of dedication. Oh, no. The, the best part about it is, like, I barely saw any of the cameras getting reactions from him that whole episode. <laughs> he got played. Gave him free uh, stuff and didn't get shit for it. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell. Like, it, whenever the cameras would be on you guys or me, it's like, well, the camera guys are there, but are they recording it? Because I was playing to the ring. I wasn't looking at the camera. Oh, same here. Like, it's always recording. Yeah. Like, so, look, if you do what you're supposed to do, they will come. <laughs> I will just say there's this one spot where I didn't see it coming, and I literally dropped my knees and just held my head. And they were right in my face with that. So we'll see. I mean, they're going to yeah. use the best ones all season long. They're just going to be like, uh, we need the Jimmy on his knees thing for this thing. And it'll be a match you weren't even at. See, the, only problem, be like, the only problem Vampires. with uh, so few episodes is the fact that now they're going to have less footage of us to cut into other episodes. Well, you're doing the thing that I did. You're the you're the Sunday guy now. You're the the come in every three episodes guy. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's what happens when you're shooting during the weekdays. I mean, yeah. maybe there's a possibility I'll show up Friday, but I I doubt it. Yeah, you'd have to get out of work a little bit early. Yeah, I'm sure you could slide into just the second taping if you needed to, though. <laughs> hey, well, you find that out for me tomorrow. <laughs> hey, I've got I've got an extra yeah. ticket sitting here that apparently race fan doesn't want anymore. Um. I gotta I ask you guys about the Ronda to thing. Did you, did you guys see the the Ronda spot at uh, Elimination Chamber? Uh, I yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it live because we were at the temple, but I did catch a catch the replays of it. And you know what? For what it was, it wasn't terrible. Uh, I think everyone knows that Ronda isn't uh, you know that well adept on the mic just yet. So I think anyone who expected more. Uh, probably should have just rethought that i don't know why you would expect any kind of awesome promo work from ronda rousey this earlier in her career so did she point to the sign uh surprisingly she didn't she she didn't she, she was she, she kind of got to turn into her mean mug persona which 
I hope they use more of because I think it's more compelling. Like you want her to be a baby face, but she needs to be a mean baby face. She needs to be a legit shoot badass kind of baby face. Yeah, we need to see the Rhonda that refused to shake Holly Holmes' hand. That's the Rhonda we need yes. to see. The we one that has that. a concussion from getting kicked in the head real hard. <laughs> well, no, no, before that. No, no. I no. Didn't cry. We don't we don't need crybaby Rhonda <laughs> at all. As the last thing wrestling or MMA needs, we need way less crybaby Rhonda, but it's written and gimmicked, damn it. So that shouldn't have to happen. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I liked I liked her spot with Triple H. I, I like them doing that. I like, you know, Triple H feeding himself to her. Why not? If you're going to give her the rub, do what you do with all your big stars. Let her beat up McMahon's. Um, and then, of course, in true McMahon fashion, Stephanie gets in uh, a slap with no receipt, you know, a full on hard slap and Rhonda gets to do nothing to her. I was going to make a joke about how Rhonda was only, well, Rhonda is only coming in to put over Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Three years of just putting over Steph. Hey, it wouldn't be the, the first or last time a McMahon has gotten put over for years by somebody. <laughs> well, um, well, I like how they are using part of that as the angle, like how Triple H and Stephanie supposedly brought Rhonda in just so they could keep tabs on her and whatnot. And it's pretty damn obvious that they're going the whole entire mixed tag route with Trips and Steph versus Angle and Rhonda. Which, yeah. Mixed tags are so bad in WWE. But, I mean, how, look, you don't need a work rate out of Ronda for WrestleMania. You don't. I mean, that's the perfect match. You get the nostalgia with Kurt and a little bit of nostalgia with Triple H. You get Stephanie screaming and hopefully her doing a lot of the stick work and hopefully better than some of her. Like, Stephanie's 50-50. Sometimes she's great on the stick. Sometimes it's dreadful. But hopefully... Stephanie can step it up and kind of lead Rhonda in the right direction. And hopefully we don't have a lot of Rhonda talking. Hopefully we have some of her smiling and kind of doing her little, I'm a teenage girl thing in this giant jacket. And then a lot of her mean mugging right after that. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you th Hey, uh, Mr. Krabs is in the chat room. Yeah. And he's asking, who do you think? Imagine this, like every word is misspelled. Who do you think would win in a fight? Um, Rhonda Rousey or Oscar? Wait, Paul Cross says that there's availability for Thursday right Thursday. now. Let me check. Yeah, who do I think we I win mean, the fight between who if and we're who? talking if we're talking shoot fight? I mean shoot fight. Asuka or Kana, one of the two versus Ronda Rousey. Uh I mean I who still do you think think, in a fight. How many has Kana actually been in any actual MMA bouts? I don't know, but she got power driven by uh Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki, whatever that means. Oh, she got beat to shit from Suzuki. Yeah. But she she legitimately asked for it as a sign of, you know, showing that she can take it. Yeah, she um, wants to be regarded hey guys, as a wrestler. Uh, breaking, breaking news for those who may be interested. There are, in fact, right now, thank you, Paul, um, tickets available for tomorrow's show. Right now. Why are you trying to give away something that isn't sold out? Friday. We're not doing a giveaway for tomorrow. We have a giveaway for Friday. Sorry, I don't watch the show. I wasn't paid attention. <laughs> You're the worst. I'm three hours ahead of you. I was literally asleep like five minutes before I 
logged into the show. It's 1 a.m. I'm glad you showed up because it was very important for you to express. Uh, um, by the way, I would like to wish to the world. It's after midnight in Cal in New York in uh, Florida time, East Coast time. Um, and so I would like to wish on March 1st myself a happy birthday. Well, we're You're still stuck in the past, Justin. I can't do anything. We're in the I West can't do anything West. about that. Yeah. We're in the West Coast. We don't have to wish past. anyone a happy birthday yet. And the show is, is a West Coast show, man. We always post our time specific. So the show is under the auspice of Pacific Coast time. I am looking for a global audience and the world revolves around New York City. Uh, the Big Apple, I like to call it. The city that never sleeps. You're fired. Thanks for so I run. I run off of that time. If we are, it's terminated and you're fired. I'm going to eat waffles tomorrow, and none of you motherfuckers can do anything about that. Speaking of waffles, how'd you feel about security? <laughs> at, um... I thought security, it looked like I remember the season one, and Jimmy, I wonder uh, what you thought of it, but it felt like they brought a bunch of people who were just over in the desert, and now they got, now they're working security, walking around with like their fucking leg holsters. Oh, for sure. Now, like for sure. they're all super jacked. Like they were off preserving freedom in the world two weeks ago. And now they're preserving security in Boyle Heights. And now it's like, they're all good. I'm sure they're all great, but now they all look like they just get out of like the, you know, like the Academy, like they're so wet behind the ears. Um, and uh, what I noticed, they're all super friendly. Say hi to all of them. They're doing a great job. Um, I haven't been mugged, so I'm very happy with the job. But um, I do notice, I did notice that when we're, when we were walking through with Rob through the building, through all the places we went, every single time we passed through a security guard, a point, the guy asked Rob for a picture. And that's, that's you know, not I'm Chimera not in the business. Chimera, no, he's awesome. He didn't, ask, he didn't ask Rob for a photo. He was just like, what's up, dude? You're cool. Enjoy your time here today. Professional. <laughs> Yes, totally a pro. Does his job, and you know he probably wanted a picture like everyone else, but he also like that's just part of the job, and he's awesome. I'm glad he's back. Um, I'm gonna go to a Waffle House near here. <laughs> I hear they have really good pancakes. I hear they give people a hard time for just wanting to party and watch the underground at Waffle House. Really? Or am I mixing things uh, I up? I guess that's not really totally surprising. <laughs> now I'm hungry for waffles. Um, I guess the other big uh, WWE thing was Brock not showing up at Raw this week when they were trying to set up his WrestleMania stuff. And it's like, is it going to be Roman Brock? Is it going to be Brock Braun? Is it going to be a three-way? What the F well, is I'm, going on? I'm hearing that uh, they've already reached the limit for his number of appearances on his contract. I don't know how true that what? is, but that would explain it. Uh, but also, I feel like he doesn't really have anything to promote. Yeah, he's going to be at WrestleMania facing Roman. What does he have to do that he hasn't already said the last time he fought Roman at WrestleMania? Yeah. I mean, this is what happened before, and and this is why I think Brock's been running around with Dana White again. I think, you know... A Brock Stipe match in UFC is big business for the UFC. 
and they're looking for those kind of fights right now. They're worth, they're willing to pay for them because they're renegotiating their TV deal um, soon. And those big matches now can pay dividends. Now is the time for UFC to spend money, to do super fights, to do dumb shit. I know a lot of hardcore MMA fans hate it, but popping a number right now is what UFC needs to do. They're going to throw money at Connor to come back and fight. They're going to throw money at guys like Brock Lesnar. Um, they're probably turning over and pissing their sheets that they can't get this John Jones thing to, to come out better, um, which is hilarious. Isn't he you guys testing positive again? But um, UFC can definitely use big fights right now. And UFC can probably pay Brock more in a short term where Brock knows that WWE will bring him back after that and he'll still get the long-term money. So there's no reason for him not to strike a deal with UFC right now if, in fact, his appearances are done. You know, the best case scenario for Brock is um, he makes Vince sweat it out a little bit and then gives Vince the one match at WrestleMania to drop the belt and then fights UFC in July against Stipe Miocic and then comes back to... Uh, WWE by spring of next year. Maybe he does two fights in the UFC if he can and doesn't pop hot for both of them. Um, but I figure at this point for Brock, uh, he doesn't even need to win in the UFC. So he goes in, he fights clean this time with no juice. <laughs> Ipe beats his ass and he gets a giant paycheck, probably the biggest one he's ever gotten for a single fight in UFC. Um, and it's totally worth it. So it doesn't even matter if he loses. And then if he's, you know, worried about that, worried about his shine and his rub, he just goes back to WWF and goes undefeated for a year or two. Oh, WWF. <laughs> I have a question for you, Justin. And maybe yeah. you guys talked about this 15 minutes ago. Um, who put those UFC dudes in like the front row? Um, I'm sure I Ronda, I'm sure uh, Daniel Cormier, uh, who is your current light heavyweight champion of the UFC, who was also there with Cain Velasquez and um, a few other people from their camp. Um, Daniel Cormier is a huge wrestling fan. And wrestling fans keep trying to get into these battles with him on Twitter and whatnot. It's like, that's so stupid. He is the one guy from MMA who really actually has respect for wrestling and understands it. He's just trolling you fools. Don't fucking bite. Because yeah, that whole thing with badass. That whole thing with him and the young bucks, I thought was pretty funny. And then <laughs> they squashed it out of nowhere because they're just like, you know, we're tired of our fans talking shit to each other. Let's just stop this. Yeah, and it's silly because Cormier really is a wrestling fan, but he's also a shoot badass. Like, there's not a dude in pro wrestling who could shoot crush Daniel Cormier, not even Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar would have a tough, tough time with Daniel Cormier. And don't forget, Daniel Cormier fought at heavyweight. He won the Strike Force heavyweight tournament before he came to the UFC. The only reason he stepped down to light heavyweight was because Cain Velasquez had the belt when he came into UFC, and that was his training partner. Um, and he wasn't going to fight his boy. So, you know, and there's he's going to fight Stipe Miocic now. He's going back up to heavyweight. Like, there's not a pro wrestler in the world that takes Daniel Cormier. Not easily. The only one is Brock Lesnar, and that's a maybe. So, yeah, the people shouldn't fuck with him. But that's who was sitting in the crowd. Uh, 
I thought that that was very cool that Ronda had some support from the MMA world. I thought it was absolutely asinine that they didn't make a bigger deal of it um, on the WWE side. Like yeah. that gives her legitimacy to have champs from another sport coming out. I mean, it's like if Tom Brady was sitting there, you think that they don't have a camera on Tom Brady for at least two or three minutes talking about his ass? Yeah, like UFC even has, you know, when they have events, they show wrestlers in the crowd. They mention the WWE by name during promos and whatnot. So WWE can't do the same? Of course they can. They absolutely can. You know, and it's not even like they're on a network where they're competing with Bellator or something anymore. Like there's not, USA has no dog in that fight. Uh, I guess they have. NBC has World Series of Fighting or whatever incarnation that's in now, but that's so peewee that it doesn't even matter. Like, they should give it the rub. Plus, you're looking at a guy like Daniel Cormier who's getting pretty old and talking about retiring soon. Hmm, sounds like he might be another good candidate to scoop the fuck up. <laughs> he might have a good little two-year run as a pro wrestler and bring over some some good numbers. So... um. I don't know. Like, I just think that that the Ronda thing has good potential for them. It can make money, uh, especially with the yeah. weirdness they're doing with Bailey. They're just now trying to not only have put her in all these weird situations, but now they're trying to kill her merchandising potential. I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> like the Bailey stuff makes no sense to me whatsoever. The girl's making you money. Don't fuck with it. Just let the girl make you money. Just well, I mean, if, if there's any of it, any good example, uh, not that it really matters now because they're one's injured and one's gone, but the fact that they split Enzo and Cass when those guys were making them so much money in merch. Yeah, it, I mean that that's partially Cass's fault, but I don't I don't feel like Bailey is pissing anybody off in the back. There's no reason to barrier. Um, you know the girl makes good money. I almost feel like maybe it's because they don't want her to be the highest female sales when they have Rhonda in there. They want Rhonda to be the highest female sales. They want Rhonda to to take over that, and maybe they feel like with Rhonda there and her sales spiking, you know, into WrestleMania, that they can afford to lose a little bit of the shine on Bailey and do something different with her. And maybe they're right. Like maybe now is the time to try to shake it up with Bailey and make something happen. But what are they trying to make happen? That's the thing. They're trying to make it's almost like they want her to be a heel without being a heel, but it also doesn't make sense because you're not trying to get the kitty crowd with Ronda Rousey. You have it with Bailey already. That's pretty much the same thing with John Cena. It's not like you're going to try to pull the indie adult crowd away from John Cena. He's already a niche with the kids. So sell the indie crowd, the indie fans, they're Kevin Owens, the AJ Styles. Like, They'll also merch. Yeah, it's 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 a weird call to me. I just don't like. Look, you've got Alexa there. She's the best female heel in the business right now. And, and don't fuck with that. And Bailey. Yeah, but what about Sami Zayn? He was a he was a male Bailey, and then they turned him heel. Although he's probably a thousand times uh, better as a talent. And then he became all of a sudden really interesting. He's you find he's, Sammy interesting right now. Can you mute Byron, please? I thought it really interesting. Thank you. Uh, um, I totally lost my train of thought now. God damn because Byron. he started brushing his teeth in the middle of the show. We get it. You have to go to bed soon, Byron. Shit. Um, 
what was I talking about? I don't even We're talking about the Bailey thing. And then he started talking about Sami Zayn. Oh, well, the thing is with Sami Zayn, he's still the same guy, but he just added little mannerisms to make him heal. I don't think you can do that with Bailey because she's the hugger and she's, you know, the sideways ponytail high-fiving kids kind of deal. How do you make that into a heel? You can't. No, really. you have to throw away that whole gimmick pretty much. Yeah. Unless you have it where people hate her so much that she gives you hugs out of spite. Or, or, or you turn her into this thing that because she's so nice, it's cheesy and you have to hate her. I mean, it's like trying to force the John Cena thing to happen to her on purpose. Bailey needs a submission finish if she's going heel and all she needs to do is not let go at the end of a match and people will be heartbroken at the loss of her morals and integrity. You're telling her, you're saying that she should sexy star herself. What flavor toothpaste are you using? Can you at least tell me that? It's Crest Pro Health and it's meant it fights gum disease and a white inch teeth and it holds it harder. Keep in mind, Byron, that for the audio version of the show, you have to explain sounds that people are hearing. So. I was sticking a phallic thing in my mouth and it's vibrating. <laughs> he said he's sticking a vibrator in his mouth, people, as well. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, so I got to talk about the John Jones thing. So John Jones went to the California State Athletic Commission um, for his hearing on his Ball or whatever that stuff is that he popped hot for. They had this expert witness and it looked like it was going well for John. And yeah, the they had this expert witness that basically came out and said, like, look, none of this evidence is really conclusive. It doesn't make any sense from all the testing that he's done. It doesn't show that he could have used this drug in any significant fashion to have influenced the decision of this fight. Like, it didn't show on a previous test. It didn't show on a test after it. So it means he only took it at this amount of time. And if he only took it about this amount of time, it wouldn't have gone into a system enough to have done anything good for him or beneficial. He said the same expert also testified that most likely the levels that they're looking at and the way that they were ingested, it probably was um, something that was just taken um, through a supplement that it was probably actually a tainted supplement though. They tested several supplements and didn't necessarily find anything, but that doesn't mean that they were the actual ones that he was taking at that point in time. So it looks really good for John, but then he gets on the stand and uh, there's one guy who puts his hearing aid in and says, forgive him because he probably hasn't heard half of what's going on. And he's like just this old dude. He was cracking me up the whole time. Even with his own commission, he was telling him, can you just tell me what you just told him in plain English? Because I speak plain English. I'll, I'm from Detroit or whatever he said. It was hilarious. The guy was the best. But then like they start questioning John Jones and it's an attack on everything but the actual drugs that he's being accused of putting in his system as performance enhancement for this fight. They're talking about his DUI hit and run. They're talking about um, his previous um, infractions. They're talking about all this other stuff and basically trying to tell him why he's not a good person. And then John, being some kind of fucking moron, they just say to him like, Hey, dude, so what have you done to show 
that you are improving as a human being. And he just keeps going back to the same rhetoric of, oh, well, I've really learned a lot from this experience. You know, I feel like I've grown a lot. And and one of the people just called him out. They're like, look, bro, you're like 30 years old. You you haven't you're you're trying to talk like you're 60, like you haven't had enough time to really grow up that much. Like, tell me some specific things that you have done that prove that you are not an ass clown. <laughs> he just couldn't do it. It was amazing. Um, and then they said, OK, this online rehabilitation course, did you actually participate in this course? And then he says, no. My management did that for me. And then Malki Kawa, his manager, who's sitting right behind him, just sinks in his chair. He's like, because the dude's sitting right there. And then um, and then he says, or then they ask him, oh, well, then how did the paperwork get signed off? And he says, well, they have power of attorney to use my signature and whatnot. You know, it's legal. And so basically whatnot. his management and lawyers took his online rehabilitation course for him and signed the paperwork. And John couldn't find some way to skirt the issue and not tell this commission that directly. What the kind of moron is this guy? Just uh, that was it was maddening because the whole thing looked like it was going well for him. So then the verdict that they hand down is they're not going to suspend him at all. They're going to revoke his license. Which means they're going to take it away in California altogether. This means two things. A, he can actually get the license back faster technically but the stipulation with having your license revoked means you have to petition and show up there again to get it back so that means that and they basically told him like at that point in time you better come with some better answers to these questions about why you are not a scumbag and basically what they will do is they're going to uphold whatever usada says in their findings because there's still a separate trial through usada uh, or hearing i should say through USADA that will um, they'll impose their overall fine for the UFC and suspension. Um, he was also fined 200 something thousand dollars total for from the athletic state commission of California um, that he will have to pay based on his pay-per-view earnings and his purse from that day, which guys, guess what? Big news. What's that? PWG has a new venue. And it's a, it's in an even shadier section of Reseda. What? Is it closer to me or further away from me? Wait, they put the uh, ticket on sale yesterday first, and then they tell everyone it's in a new venue. That's shady. Well, they put it on set. They uh, put the new venue because, uh, according to this tweet, which was at ten fifty two p.m., which was, I don't know what time zone that is. Due to an error with PayPal, front row and general admission tickets oversold for time is a flat circle. What kind of wrestling show name is that? Rather than refund everyone, the show will be moving to a bigger venue to accommodate everyone. So oh, everyone maybe someplace asking, with air conditioning. Yeah, I, you know, I, I highly doubt that they are doing that. Um, but uh, it's... It's basically they're going. Uh, everyone's asking for a new venue for air conditioning, for more seats to fit. Yeah, more why don't people, they just blah, decide blah, blah, blah. to go to a bigger venue anyway? It's like, guys, if you can sell two thousand tickets for every show, go to a place that's a two thousand seater. You yeah. know, I've brought the brought this up many times with uh, other fans and coworkers. Actually, uh, even if you, the whole reason that they don't move venues is because 
Super Dragon doesn't want to go anywhere else. Uh, but if that's the case, then why don't you do Bola at least, you know, so one or two events at a, at a bigger spot, you know, you can make so much money with Bola being at another venue, you know, so that one time a year, when you have those three days, go to another venue, you could literally sell three times as many tickets. You normally would as on a regular show. I imagine Bola being in a place like the old LA Coliseum. Yeah, they could do that too. There, because I've been to mm-hmm. Bola and people from all over the country try to go to this and they can't because they get locked out of tickets. Also, now the tickets are they it's they actually bumped up the ticket prices and it wasn't even a Bola that did it. This coming show, the front row seats are now a hundred dollars. My God, this is so, it's a, it's a legit this is up from ninety now. So uh, Strider Snake, um, the the mayor, the the humble prince of Reseda is the one that broke this news that I saw. I think it's at the Globe. Do you know where the Globe is? It looks it. I'm looking at it now. Uh, PWG actually just tweeted it too. Uh, 740 South Broadway, Los Angeles. It looks shady. He's basically saying like, don't bring your Nintendo Switch with you. <laughs> um, I think it's a place where you're going to get mugged if you look like you're paying a hundred dollars. For a wrestling ticket. Apparently they were there in 2012. How? Oh. So this is back in the day, like OG PWG. Here's what Strider Snake has said. Uh, busy intersection in the middle of the day, Broadway. Uh, busy intersection over to park. Definitely don't bring your table games or Nintendo Switch. Uh, also, someone is saying uh, Ruby uh, at a red sapphire. I'm just going to straight up read tweets without reading them first. Uh, <laughs> I, le- <laughs> I legit want to get the word out to the ladies. Don't walk alone. Or if you do, please carry pepper spray or some kind of protection. I can't encourage the buddy system enough though. That's cool. Um, looking forward to this show. Let's see how many people get mugged and raped on the way to a wrestling show. Probably more than normal at this one. Man, it looks like these uh, these Lucha Underground tickets, however, for tomorrow have uh, been freed up for a while now and may stay freed up. A lot of, uh, I think a lot of people got tickets right when they went on sale and now are realizing that they cannot go tomorrow. So it's uh, freeing up quite a few tickets. Yeah. Thursday's a hard sell, man. Thursday's a pretty hard sell, especially when you have two more shows available the same week. Um. And I think people are just like, ah, I'll just wait. Plus, you're talking it's the second weekend of tapings, which traditionally hasn't been that exciting a weekend. However, with only four weekends of tapings, folks, I think you're going to miss some shit. Yeah, um, I mean, it's basically the first week. Everyone is treating it like New Japan. It's still like California wrestling. So you treat it like PWG and New Japan. We're like, I got to get tickets right off the bat. It's going to sell it right away. And everyone's bummed. They didn't get tickets. They can't go. Uh, we... I mean, you should treat Lucha Underground like a show that you can get to. If you did not get tickets, I bet you could still show up or DM people involved and ask if you can show up because the shows we went to, they were full, but they could have been more full. Yeah, I don't know. I think there were still some people in the stand standby room. So at least on Sunday, there were. I feel like yeah. on Friday and Saturday... I don't. Th- I don't know if there was anybody left in standby. I think they pulled everybody out and filled all the seats. Do you remember seeing the? Do you remember seeing the live feed of the temple being broadcast to the standby room on? 
Friday or Saturday? I don't know where the standby room is. The standby room is the waiting area, basically. It is just out front. Yeah. yeah. So that TV that they have showing like matches during you know the wait times, they transfer to a live feed. Uh, when well, see, man, Byron and I were wondering about that too, like yeah. where it is and whatnot. But definitely, uh, definitely on Saturday, I know for a fact that some people who were in standby got to come in and fill some seats in the second show. So definitely, some people hung out, and it looked like they cleared out everybody who was still around. So I think everybody that stayed got in eventually. They may not have seen the first half of the show live, but they certainly saw the second half, which was great. The second half of that show was awesome. Um, so. Justin, I don't know if you might have been there, but you talk about um, how they should charge for even just a little bit for Lucha tickets. And that's something a lot of people say, like I like they sell out a, a venue twice as big. even well, with selling. I think it would but, it would alleviate problems like the one that you're having right now. Like you don't get a bunch of people who just jump on the Thursday tickets who can't actually go yeah. if they had to pay even 10 or 20 dollars for that ticket. You just don't do that. I mean, some some people might, but I think you would weed out a lot of people. And then, yeah. but, you know, then you run the risk of, yeah, you don't get a lot of people. So then what if the show's just half empty on a Thursday night? <laughs> yeah. What if all well, of a sudden it also- is like one of these indie shows, like what Errol Lucha is dealing with? Like, well, they go to some of these yeah. venues and they're only selling 60% of the tickets. You know? Yeah. I think and then so, they're trying uh, to work back to markets where they're where they're playing stronger. Like Arrow Lucha's playing it smart, where they're going to these markets, testing them out, trying not to spend too much money doing it, and finding out which ones are working and which ones aren't, and then they just bail on the ones that that suck. Yeah, I think it's interesting though to see the perspective um, of this discussion about charging for tickets, where um, we look at it like we get this great weekend of wrestling for free. You know, we get the show for free, and that's a big deal to us. But it's a TV show. So the TV on the TV side of things, they look at it like they get this hot crowd supporting their show um, for free, which right, is interesting. Because the way TV works, unlike, again, what you're talking about with Aero Lucha, where they're talking about doing time buys or time splits with networks like they're going to film a show pay for it themselves and then go to networks and give them the show for the rights to sell part of the advertising time themselves that's what they're looking to do um it's not a full-time buy but that's basically the the idea of sharing the ad time with the network but then the network doesn't have to pay to produce the show they pay to produce the show themselves because what they're trying to do is get people to buy the shirts, buy the merchandise, buy the tickets to the show. And then they make a little bit of the money back on the production by selling part of the ad time. And then the network makes their money, basically free money. They sell ads to a show that they didn't have to pay to make. Um, and this is the way a lot of wrestling shows have been done over time. That's what Aero Lucha is doing. The converse side of that, however, which is fairly unusual, which is Lucha Underground. They're given a budget per episode to film and make a TV show. They don't need to make money off of an audience. And, and honestly, I don't know which one of the partner groups involved in making Lucha Underground would get the money. If they did, I don't know if they'd know what to do. It would probably really complicate things for them to start charging because does Lucha Libre FMV get that money as the holder of the IP and the people who could be running, you know, house shows, do they basically get the money? Like it's a house show. 
does the TV production company of MGM get the money because they're the one running the taping? And do they get that money to put back into the budget for appearances and cameramen and that kind of stuff? Or does the money go to the network who owns the TV show and is given them the money that allows them to put on the event in the first place? Like who gets the money? Nobody knows. I mean, maybe they do know, but maybe that's part of why it doesn't happen because I feel like you charge five, $10 for the ticket. And, um, you know, these kind of issues go away, but look, Eventbrite is a step in the right direction. I think I was a little skeptical at first. I didn't know how it would work. I thought a lot of, I thought a lot more people would get boxed out of getting tickets and a few have like, it's made it, it's made it a little more difficult and you got to be super on top of it and whatnot and jump on your tickets. But then as you see, if you're watching it closely, they do free up from time to time and, you know, um, you can still get in like right now, if you jump on tickets, you can, you can get Thursday night. And by the, you know, if you're listening to this tomorrow or the next day on the audio version, take a look again, maybe there's some Saturday and Friday tickets for this week available. Yeah. You know, I just and, checked again and it looks like that, uh, it's a standing room standby and wheelchair accessibility that are available for tomorrow. Now all the regular general admission seats are, are gone, are, are gone again. Yeah, so I mean, they were up for two two hours again, and this is kind of what happened last week as well. Um, and they'll free up these tickets when they know that they have them or that that people cancel out because you're supposed to cancel 48 hours in advance. So, um, look, it, it's an interesting process, and, and you know, it's only the second week, so there's still some growing pains, and we'll see how it works. And I'll let you know if the place is packed tomorrow or not, because uh, you know, look, out of the three of us who all went last weekend, I'm the only one going tomorrow. <laughs> Jimmy, you're going to be there what Saturday? I'll be there Saturday. Um, maybe I can make late Friday happen. I don't know, but looking doubtful, but it's a possibility. And then Byron, of course, you're not going to see at all for the rest of the season. So yay for everyone. I'll be at the end. I'll be at Ultima Lucha. Oh, great. I'm going to be there Nobody for the finale. You at Ultima Lucha. Stay home. I might bring a friend. I, mean, I don't know, but I'm going to be there. I'm your friend. Guys, let's do uh, this. You ready? Lucha. 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 No, we do at the same time. We do How at are we supposed to do it at the same time? There's like a, a three-second delay between us all, right? About How about I just do this? Lucha. 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 Too much technology for a Lucha channel. <laughs> Look, I'm out of things to say. I just want to go to the damn show tomorrow. It's almost my birthday. Byron, you don't get a birthday this year. So that's the good news for you is you get to stay young, even though you look older. Forever young. You're only as young as you Wait, can is this a leap year? Did we have to wait an extra day this year, Byron? No, it's only the 28th. That's only the 28th, and tomorrow's the day. So today it is. It's it is a leap year. A birthday for it is a leap year. An oh, hour and 12 minutes. Wow. All right. Byron, go to bed, you pansy ass son of a bitch. I have to work tomorrow. No spoilers. I'm filming a TV show. We're going to pour concrete. You just spoil it. No. No, it's way more exciting in person. I'm not trying to get a West Coast birthday, by the way, Byron. You're trying to string the show long enough to where it's your birthday on the No, air. that's still two in hours California. away. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. You have more UFC commentary to talk about. So, but the messages are already starting to come in on Facebook. Are you getting any yet, Byron? I have like 1,500 already. Yeah. You know what? You uh, have none. I'm looking at your Facebook right now. I know. It's weird. In fact, I think two people just unfriended you. 
I wouldn't I like be those surprised. guys. Um, anybody know how you can get fake blood out of clothing, spandex, cotton mix? Tide any, pen? any wrestlers out there know how you can get that out? Can I say something? I saw this video on Reddit. It was the funniest thing in the world. Liv Morgan was getting one stitch, and she would, the video is just her getting Jimmy's laughing. He knows. She was just getting the Novocaine shot, and uh, Ruby Riot was holding her hand, and Sasha Banks was holding her hand, and I think Sarah Logan, Crazy Marie, was off camera somewhere. And she was getting one stitch for this little nick. By the way, probably could have put a Band-Aid on it, but if you're the doctor, I see why you'd be very thorough in the upper inner thigh area. But she got this one stitch on this nick, and uh, Ruby is like, like yelling at her, like spe specifying. Just remember, it's stitch, not stitches. There's just one. Meanwhile, Liv Morgan is like holding hands, crying, can't even look. She's like, ah, like she had her leg amputated, and they're trying to like solder the wound shut or something. Just one stitch. I could tell you this much. That's that's not the definition of tough. <laughs> Byron, you're really heated about this thing. You've been heated about this all day. I've been getting a lot of stitches lately, and I'm going to get some more. And I do it while I'm awake and chatting. I'm not crying. Uh, I mean, I, I'd look at it if I could. And also, I'm acting way more cool about it than she is. I'm just you saying. Think, you think Liv actually got a local for that? A local? Yeah. yeah. Anesth the anesthetic? Yeah, for that, you know, just around the stitch area. Just around the... No, that, that, and the video was just the shot. So, yeah. It was just the local. <laughs> That's the only thing you feel is the needle. And people are afraid of needles, but all you do, all you, it's just a pinch. That's all you really feel. Maybe a little bit of burning when they inject the, the stuff in you. Yeah, it's That's not, that not... And you know how she cut herself? Of course you do, because I already complained about it. Yep. She cuts her tights after she wears them so, she, so you can see her legs, but she still feels like she's wearing pants. She cuts them when she wears them. She cut herself while cutting her own pants that she was Sounds wearing. Sounds like a legit wrestling-related injury. She wasn't even wrestling on the show. Yeah, she does a lot of that. <laughs> does she need to, Byron? No, I mean, I, like, I liked her in NXT, and I thought she showed Why? potential. She was cool. Yeah. Well, when she well, started you know, off, you know why Byron liked her. So here's my last question for you guys tonight. Individual questions. The, the question for Jimmy this week is, does Black Panther go on to become the number one Marvel movie of all time? Or does the Avengers still stay in front of it? Uh, I mean, it's the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. As of right now, it's the highest rated Marvel movie beating Iron Man 1 uh, by 3% which is a lot in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, especially uh, with the amount of votes that are in there right now. Um, movie's definitely going to be breaking a billion. As of, Will it break uh, Avengers? It's it's a tough call. Um, because what, like Age of Ultron and, and Avengers 1 are the only ones left in its way at this point, right? Yep. Uh, those That's are amazing. Tough, those are tough. It's, it's Those are tough, though. Um, honestly, I'm even wondering like how it'll... How... Uh, Infinity War will stack up against Black Panther at this point. Which is crazy. I, I think that it's probably gonna it's gonna be hard. I can see honestly, I can see Panther beating Ultron. I don't know if uh, it'll be 
Avengers <laughs> one, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. It's crazy though. If it gets above any of the Avengers movies where you're talking about like all the superheroes, including mm-hmm. black Panther himself coming together and, and one of the standalones one for honestly, a much more minor character in the pantheon of Marvel one that certainly has always deserved this kind of credit, but not one that was getting it before now. Come on. I mean, like it's just an amazing convergence of coincidence, good timing, good fortune, good talent. Um, You know, Ryan Coogler should be commended. Absolutely. And the cast and everybody over at Marvel sons of bitches. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think it's crazy that we're still doing press for the movie and it came out two weeks ago. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like, you know, it's doing better. It's it's tracking better in its third week than most of these movies are in their first week. And it's almost like, shit, did Disney plan Wrinkle in Time far enough away to get out of its own way? I don't think so. And maybe they didn't. I feel like Wrinkle is fucked. And that was supposed to be the big, um, you know, uh, black empowerment movie. That one was heralded uh, quite a while ago for that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's crazy because Panther only had like about a 46% drop off from week week one to week two when the average movie is between 50 to 60. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm going to go see it again just to keep the numbers rolling. And so we'll see. It'll be interesting to track that over the next few weeks while Lucha Underground is still taping and Black Panther is still in theaters. Byron, here's my question for you. Um are there any things that you would like to say to the people who got to meet Vanilla Ice because of you that you might want to speak directly to, like Chavo Guerrero and Ivelisse Velez? First of all, Ivelisse is a world-class talent, and she deserves everything she gets that's good, and she doesn't deserve everything she gets that's bad. But, I mean, I'm not the only one saying that. Also, Chavo, hey, bud. Thanks for blocking me, I guess. It just makes me feel bad about myself. But I guess if that's what you want, I'm happy for you. And um, I want to thank, I do want to thank everyone at Lucha Underground uh, for uh, welcoming Vanilla Ice to the show and treating him with respect and being so friendly and just being so great. I mean, everyone, everyone was awesome. Everyone asking for pictures um, and wanting to talk to him. He loves all that stuff and he, he keeps thanking me. He keeps thanking me or wanted me to thank all, all you guys, Lucha Underground and the fans for the hospitality. I mean, he sincerely like genuinely like appreciates all of that. Um, but everyone is super cool about asking for pictures about talking to him. Um, so I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, makes it so much enjoyable for everyone and easier for him to come in and be around all the people too. Everyone was absolutely cool. And we had a really great time. And that was probably one of my favorite, um, days or weekends of lucha underground uh, yeah it really went really well i mean look you got to thank juan right off the bat for one getting started just getting us into the building and then you know sue and josie for helping get the whole group squared away and then brian Absolutely. bringing in the the talent and a couple of guys to meet with them and everybody who you know met with them vamp and marty the moth and all the people that came out and dj and ev dub like totally came and mm-hmm you know, kind of pay their respects and said hi. And, you know, they equally marked out for each other, it seemed like. And then the actual show itself, just, you know, amazing what those guys did. And and then the whole locker room kind of coming together and being friendly and, you know, making fun of Byron together with Vanilla Ice was really, I'd like to thank the locker room for a very classy display of 
how you really are supposed to bury Byron. I just want to know how come everyone knows how to say the same thing. Byron sucks. No, he doesn't, but it's just, I mean, it's really easy to say. I mean, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. I just, I, I guess he's a big fan of the podcast and he happens to know that you guys give me shit about that specific thing. And I'm going to, in the middle of the show, he's going to be doing something cool. And I'm going to turn the camera off and say, that's what you get, motherfucker. You're just going to stop rolling on him? You can't do that. He's a star of your show. I know. I can't do anything. Anyway. Anyway, thanks, everyone. It was a lot of fun. I like how everyone thought that Justin brought him. Thanks, DJ. Hey, I gave you full credit the whole time. Rob gave you full credit the whole time. Everybody knows that oh, if I mean, one of the two of us was going to chug enough cock to get a famous person to come to the temple, that it wasn't going to be me. No, I'm not looking for credit. I just want to be acknowledged for it. You know what I mean? He told everyone the guy <laughs> that brought him there was in love with Ivelisse. It told, I mean, uh, how much more credit do you want? I'd like DJ to acknowledge that I'm a human being with feelings. That's all. Follow oh, me so on you want DJ to say... Thank you at Byron fever for bringing Rob vanilla ice van Winkle to the show on behalf of the entire Lucha underground MGM L Ray and Lucha Libre FMV families. We thank you sincerely from the bottom of our hearts for being the kind of mark that that would do this kind of favor for this organization. I don't need that. I mean, no, I don't need that. And I don't want that. Although, I mean, it's, would be he said, hey, thanks to the MMM behalf. show, guys, for bringing cool. Vanilla yeah, Ice to the temple today. Yeah, no, it was very cool that he wrote that. It gave us a shout out. That was that was awesome. But it's just when we walked, when he walked out super eager after I already told him that I was bringing, that I was, plan, that I was planning to bring him out, that I was trying to, and, and he really wanted to go. Uh, someone who I know who's on the show that I work with in the state that I am currently in, all these details kind of tie to me. But somehow when we saw him in person, he walks up to you and says, I hear you have a special surprise today. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> it's because I smile more, Byron. I've, I seem more friendly and approachable. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a teeth. Just use your teeth, man. Just smile. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, great to be here. I love it here. This is so awesome. And people are like, hey, I Vanilla Ice smile. came with you guys today. And you're like, yeah, yeah, he's here. It's great. Come say hi. I always smile because I'm always happy and grateful for everything that I have. You look it. (laughs) Go to bed, Byron. Stay calm and stay in the bed.